are two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few top stories in the past week, every rant along the way. Sarge is still selling his pins. He's still looking for those pins. Who wants, who wants, Thor said he, he paid 10 bucks for him. He told me he paid 10 bucks for him, and you sold it to him. That's what he did. Uh, I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? After watching your show this morning about uh, what's going on for Avengers and a couple other things that are going on, I'm depressed, dude. It's depressing. Depressed? It's depressing. It's depressing. How's Marvel making you depressed? I mean, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for uh, for some of the things I want to be doing. happy. I want to be happy for somebody because I'm not playing it. I want to be happy for someone who likes Avengers, but apparently they can't even do that. Yep. No, I mean, they they're as as the lovers of the game say, they're moving in the right direction. They're moving in the right yeah, what direction. direction. Let me ask you a question. How many directions <laughs> do you think there are when you make a video? There's game? only two directions: the wrong way and the right way. Right. That that's pretty much it. So right. when you say that you're gonna, you're, they're, they're, right. they're going in the right direction. That just means you're doing your job. Like right, this that's is not normal. A, that, yeah. That's not an actual compliment or bonus to anybody. They're they're finally they're finally making the game they should have made. That's that's uh, the direction. Know, it's it's on on today's show chat. Damn. If you're just joining Damn. us. Uh, on today's show, uh, we have lots of lots of different stories, and that's not the story one I need. Where's where's my, where's my army helmet? The, we have uh, we're going to be talking about. Uh, let me let me start at the at the at the top of the list, which is the bottom of the list over here. We're going to be talking about Xbox Game Pass, like we always do. We're going to be talking about ESO. They have an update coming out within a month's time of right now. Uh, we're going to be talking about the future of VR with PlayStation. We're going to be talking about Epic and Apple a little bit. Um, we're going to be talking about Epic in general, how much money they're making with the, with the cosmetics. Um, we're going to be talking about Star Wars games in production right now. We're going to be talking about Titanfall 3. Uh, we're going to be talking about Epic trying to uh, pay a lot of money towards PlayStation to get exclusive stuff. Uh, we're going to be talking about maybe a Nintendo, uh, a new Nintendo system, a new Switch Pro coming out. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a couple updates of things. We're talking about Gina Carano. She's she's they're trying to get her nominated for an Emmy. We're going to be talking about that. Not only that, she was seen on set. Yes, well, supposedly it's not official, right? Come on, man. Um, Come on, man. We're going to be talking about uh, Xbox Series X May update. We're going to be talking about a game that no one's talking about. I mean, it was it was popular four years ago. Skull and Bones. We're going to be talking about that for, for a split second. That's a game? Yeah. I thought it was canceled. Yeah. Now, Ubisoft, we're going to be talking about their new business model. Um, yeah. We're going to be talking about... Free to play, free to play run the planet. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We're going to be talking about Steam, maybe coming to consoles. And we're going to be talking about Battlefield 6. Good or bad, we'll see. Uh, and then a couple other stories. We're going to be talking about Marvel uh, and Destiny as well on this uh, and a couple of other stories uh, along the way if you're brand new to the channel if you've never been here before and you're like why are my why am i here like you just woke up from a coma 
and you just happen to get recommended this channel and you're like i'm an angry person playing video games why did they recommend generation x gaming to me you found that you found your home this is this is what it is you found two men ranting about video games about the video game industry we go over a few of the top angry. stories i'm not angry i'm depressed that depressed leads to anger anger leads to hate hate leads to suffering leads to suffering <laughs> no. uh so if if you like it hit hit the like button uh, if you don't like it, hit the down button and then get out because you don't like it. So why would you be here for the rest of the, the just hit it and then leave? Um, other than that, uh, we're live every single Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern um, right here on YouTube.com slash 30 and still gaming. We've done 262 episodes. This is 263. Uh, other than that, uh, we're, we're coming along our anniversary. Uh, May, tw I won't. I don't think we I don't think I'll be here for the anniversary May 24th or May 25th is our anniversary uh so two episodes from now will be a new season it'll be season eight season eight of Generation X Gaming going into season but, eight but will we get renewed but we, I think so because we're on our own network and unlike yeah, I, Disney Plus what, what, I don't will, have to will make we get renewed <laughs> it it doesn't matter if people like it or not unlike, we're still gonna be we're still gonna be here Listen, as far as I'm concerned, if Batwoman can get renewed, we have no problem ever being yeah, canceled. Yeah, we'll never get canceled because even if nobody watches it, I'm still going to do it. It's still going to it's it's my therapy session. It, it makes you it makes you wonder what the scaling now is for like the, whatever the Nielsen ratings or the rating mm. system is for te television shows now. Whereas before, if like <laughs> if no one watched your show, networks were just like, you're out. Yeah, done. No, now, right? now, you and just now it's YouTube. like. It's like, what is the show on fire? And we change characters, and we're woke, and we're pushing an agenda, and we no one likes the show. Give right. it another season. Right. Like, like, what do you? Right. I don't understand. What is it? What's the breaking point on a show now where they go? You know what? We we should we should just stop. We should just stop. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to talk about. Let's let's just get it out of the way. I want to talk. I'm not talking about it because we haven't played it. We haven't played it. We're talking about Destiny in just the, the bare minimum of what I know about it, which is the transmog has entered the, the, the playing field here. Okay. Has entered the playing field. And people are on the, the, the cusp of it. Some people are like, oh, man, this is such a better grind. And look, I'm happy for them if they're, if they're excited for this. So there's brand new weapons to go for. Um, but we're not talking about any of that. We're talking about how long it takes to grind and calculate how long it takes. So this article that I'm going to read, it comes from Game Rant. It says, Destiny 2 players calculate how long to reach transmog cap. A Destiny 2 player calculated uh, calculated, uh, and the staggering amount of time it would take for a player to reach the seasonal cap in a new you transmog mean, you system. You just the 10 pieces? You mean just the 10 pieces that they're talking about? Yes, yeah. Or did they say 20 because it was just starting out for this season? No. Was it, it 20 or 10? I think it's I think it's 10. I'm pretty sure 10 it's 10. 10 per character. Yeah. 10 per character. Okay. Hold on. I got I got to close some of these windows here cuz All right. Uh, ease into it, dude. Don't get so crazy right away. We're Ease into it. All right, so... Ease, ease into it. Destiny 2 recently launched in Season 14 of the Season of the Splicer, okay? And the season brought a lot of new content to Destiny 2, which is the biggest highlights being being a new transmog system the community has been requesting for a long time. Transmog in the game mechanic has let players change the look of the equipment they match match equipment and previously earned in the game and allows players to wear equipment with really good stats. Now, while also allowing them 
to give the appearance that they that they like as well. Now, when the fe the feature was revealed, however, some fans ex expressed the frustration of the complexity of Destiny 2 transmog system, which we covered on here. It's very complex, very convoluted. One of the main complaints of it was how long the Destiny 2 players to transmog each item. Now that Season 14 is out of players have experienced, that complaint has been raised yet again. Now, the post of the game subreddit, the Reddit user i3gigb calculates how much time players would have to spend in-game to reach the seasonal cap on materials needed for transmog. In order to transmog, players have to accumulate the material called synth strands, okay, uh, by killing enemies, which then can be turned in for bounties that grant synth core, which then can be used to be transmog into single piece of armor. Now, however, after season 14, players have been limited to 10 synth core up, up for, for the season for each class. Now, now uh, iGigB's I post finds in reaching the caps would take a player nearly seven days of playtime. Now, the math comes from players finding that the synth strand drops are regulated with a timer rather than simply how many enemies a player can kill. This means that the player only is able to get one, one to drop every two minutes, meaning it takes five hours to just get one bounty for synth core. Players had then have been completed the bounty, which uh, they then figures out about an hour, uh, making the best case scenario for completion time for about five hours and 20 minutes since players will receive more Sith strands while completing uh, completing their bounties. Now, the math leads to the players having to spend six days and 16 hours to reach cap for the season across all three all player uh, all player classes. The frustration with the system allows uh, comes following a rocky launch of season 14. Uh, so that's the first complaint. So. What do you think about this, Sarge? What do you what do you think? Now it's six days per character, right? Well, six six days of total grind time if you do it efficiently. Right, six. Right. It says six days and sixteen hours to reach cap for the season across all three. So it's up to all three characters, all three characters. Okay, so six days. So you're looking at two days for each character. So about, you're looking yeah, at forty eight hours. Forty eight hours for of each play character. time. Yeah, of play time. So. You know, you can break it down. If you're a casual player, you only play a couple hours a week. How many days in the season? Right? Right. Right? Okay, so the, the, the focus shouldn't be on how long it takes to, to make it because you're they're trying to equate it to if it's doable, it makes it more justified that the transmog system that they chose is, is, is okay. So they, they try to attach a time scale to it to see if it's doable. I don't believe in that. Uh, mine, mine goes along the side of is that if you don't like it, like if there's really like a thing about this, like if they don't like it, then the idea here is because Bungie's always watching because you're online all the time, they know if you're doing the bounties or not. The only way to state that you're angry, because you could say, I'm angry. Can't believe I'm doing this. Like, and you're still doing it. Right. Right. I'm angry. You sent you sent all the text messages to your friends. You blitz Bungie's website. And meanwhile, you're still there grinding away. But I fucking hate this. Goddamn transmog. But you're playing it. Right. Right. The only way that you can yeah. say no is not to do it. Like, literally, don't do it. Right. Which were, right. Which there's another tissue there. If they just pull it out, right. there's another person but, playing that cares. But but the justification of that is it's all on the player right i've said this in the past a few times now it is now all on the player they take the step they they're in your yard they shit on your floor and then they look at you and then they see how you they see how you react 
right? Did someone just shit on my floor? Oh, I'll just clean it up. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's basically what it is. Like they take a, they, they're in your face. They do. This is what I'm doing. And then you go. <laughs> they just drop oh, trial right, right in front right. of you. And you're like, okay, right. I'll clean it right. up. Don't and worry they about say, it. okay. So yeah. if you really don't like it, like if transmog is something you really, really wanted, like I, like you really wanted to be able to customize your character the way you've always wanted to since Destiny 1, and they, they finally give it to you, but you have to swim through a river of shit to get to it. The idea now is it's on you. It's completely on the player. Mm. So if you really don't like it, you, you, got an op- you, got, you can't do it. Right. You can't run a bounty. You can't play it. You have to ignore it, right? And then they'll be like, "Well, no one's playing transmog." And then, then, then they'll then they'll see that you're not doing it, and maybe they'll change it. Otherwise, that complaint falls on deaf ears. No one cares. Well, they don't. They don't give a shit about who's blitzing the the Twitter feed or who's complaining on Twitch or who's complaining right now. They don't care because they see if you're doing it or not. Right. That's all they care about. And by the way, you have to hit the max, right? You have to hit the max before you can then complain again about why you want my money. Right? Right, right. Right. So yeah. if you don't if you don't do the transmog at all, like if you just say fuck you, Bungie, and you just don't do it at all, well, I guess they can't collect any money then, can they? Right? Like right. that's that's the mentality. The issue is now they set it up in a way where regardless of complaint or circumstance to the player base, the player base is is solely responsible for the data that they collect. And so um, if, right. if, if you're going to complain but still do the bounties for the rest of the season, that's not going to change. Right. Right. At, at best, at best, they what will happen it. is they they'll, they'll go, you get 15 instead of 10. Right. Like, like 20, they'll, they'll right. just keep. They'll keep dialing it in until someone complains a little less or they see more people do the bounties. Like, it's not about vocalization anymore. It's purely data-driven, right? right? When they say that we're listening, and and by the way, I'm so tired of the phrase, right? The term they're listening translates to the data data. that we've received over the last month. Yeah, we'll or the data received over the last couple weeks. That's what it is. Yeah. They, right? don't, don't get me wrong. They read the Reddit. They read the Twitter. They see the stuff. But if someone's complaining about a gun, they go, hey, that person's got a thing. What does the data say? Well, the data says this. Right. The data says this. And they're like, we hear you. Twitter's we're, we're, on fire. We're, we're they all hate it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Twitter's on fire. They all hate it. Meanwhile, the guy goes, hey, Steve, check it out. Oh. Last month, uh, six million people did the bounties all right. week. They did them all. Yep. Twitter's on fire. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Twitter's on fire. Six million people did all the bounties yeah, last got, week. They, they got. So they it got doesn't the data. matter, right? So here, I, I, I don't think. I don't think it's. The, this is the new question I'm going to put every time something like this happens, whether it be transmog or an MTX or whatever kind of system they put into play. The question is going to be this: Does the does the addition of this content improve the game, or does it improve a monetary system? It, that's the question. Right. It improves the monetary system. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So whatever we're going to talk about, any anytime I feel tension in the air and like, oh, this seems like a great system. Let's seems this seems like a good thing. We're going to ask the question. Does it improve the game or is it there to improve the monetary system? Right. That's it. So right, we're we're gonna cut down right to the right down to the bone. I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down a little bit better for people so they can understand, right? So this is coming from Twitter. This is coming from JP Dinoblade. He he puts it out. He says transmog info. Since strands drop every two minutes, kills don't matter. You can only hold 750 of them. Okay, you can only hold 500 of each synth cord. 
and you can only hold 15 of each synth wave. Except, you, mean, you, mean the, you mean the fictitious number they yeah. stick it next Except to the, next the, to the one to buy stuff? for silver. Synthweave templates stack up to 999,999. Think about that. They maxed, they maxed it out. Think about that. Thank God. The ones that you can earn in the game max out at 750, 515. Okay. And the ones that you can buy for actual currency can go up to 999,999. Right. It's gonna. Uh, people are gonna buy it. The the group of people that you know and hang out with, or the people that you see sometimes playing on Twitch or YouTube, like those are the people that may buy like one or two. But there are whales in every game category across the board. There are gonna be people who just buy it right. because they know someone's out there who will buy it. So and why are you gonna throw away a sale? You're not. Here here's a now. I just listened to Skill Up's review of the last season, and he had a blast with it. And then he posts this today. Okay, he says just hit level 31 in the season pass. Now the season pass just just started on Tuesday, right? Hit level 31 in the season pass. Did every pinnacle across all th all three characters plus raid plus random stuff. In that time, I earned around 300 synthweave, enough for two pieces of transmog gear. Experiencing this firsthand, it really feels like one of Bungie's lowest moments. Okay, they took a thing that we've had been asking for for years and made it so loathsome that I don't want to even engage with it because it feels like I'm somehow encouraging it or something. I don't know. Just really hard to be hyped about this season with the headline features so cynical and shitty. Right. And he just had a great review of what he just finished. He's like, Destiny's a great game. That The season was fantastic. The story, they know what they're doing. And then they implement this, right? And this is the cycle. This is the cycle of Destiny. And I've, I've passed it. I've, 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 I've come to terms with what the game is. And now I'm just giving to you what it is. These are the info from people that are actually playing the game. I'm not playing the game. So I can't tell you how angry I am or how stupid it is, okay? If you're playing the game or you're about to play the game, the reason I'm giving you this info is that you know the info now. You're listening to this going, oh, okay. So there you go. So that's that's the 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 message uh, for for that. Now, the next story I want to talk about is Marvel. We'll just get it out of the way. OK, Marvel just announced their Red Room event that's coming out. They did an update for their uh, roadmap and they did a, a, an update on the championship points. Now, the championship points, I find a little a little weird, but before I get to the championship points, let me go down to here and, and bring up the, uh, actually, let me open this up in the new tab so we can see it better. Okay. Let me bring it up in the news. All right. So this is the, we were correct. The roadmap has been updated now from two months ago, back in March when we were talked about, uh, uh, Cliff Barton Hawkeye. There was no dates on the things up above, right? And I said it's probably April, May, June, July, August. And that's what it looks like it is. This is an updated event. And what they talk about here, we, we've gone through the anomaly, Technion anomaly, which was the best thing about that was we got to play four Iron Man, four Hulk, and all that stuff, okay? And there's a reason I'm bringing this up. The Red Room event takeover is happening right now. There's a pre-event a pre happening for the last week going into this week. So... Starting May 20th, you will get the Enter the Red Room with a new theme, Harm Room content. There's five individually new rooms, right? There's like a lava board, a, a electric floor, and there's all these different things that are happening during this event with uh, 
uh, within the, the harm room, okay? They're introducing champion levels. Now, the champion levels are being introduced on Tuesday, which is the 18th. So you'll have two days with a championship system before the actual take, Red Room takeover um, comes in. There's also outfits inspired by Marvel Studios' Avengers Endgame. Right now, they have Black Widow and Hawkeye out. I don't know if they're adding anybody else. Okay, and then going into June, they have the Cosmic Cube, the new scientist supreme villain sectors. They have a confront the unchecked power of the Cosmic Cube. Uh, the rumor is, or not a rumor, it's a fact, that you're actually going to be fighting inside the Cosmic Cube. So you get teleported or whatever inside the Cosmic Cube you'll be fighting in. Outfits uh, inspired by the Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame. Okay, and then when it goes to Wasteland Protocol or Patrol, um, they change the outfits inspired by the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're not saying Endgame anymore. Now it's opened up to the whole MCU you know, so you might be getting Iron Man's suit from the, the first movie with Robert Downey Jr. You might be getting Black Widow's uh, costume. You might be getting Captain America when he first happened or in Civil War, whatever, right? So, and then we have Wakanda's coming out. Nothing's changed there, okay? They have the Omega level threat missions coming out. Multiplayer Mega Hive's coming out. Uh, and, they're, and they're balancing, doing the gear check, uh, collectible cosmic uh, comic system, uh, collectible comic system happening, and then matchmaking. Now, here's the problem. Okay, they also, they've also uh, talk about a, a leveling system. Okay, now in this leveling system, I posted it in our chat. Uh, Tony Bing, if you guys don't know who Tony Bing is, he's a YouTube content creator that creates uh, content for Marvel-based games and and whatnot. He uh, he did a thing, and I saw this, and I was like, you know what? It his is very confusing. I'm gonna I'm gonna do mine a little bit better. So I put it up, and this is how it works. Okay. This is the championship system. Anything after level 50, anything after level 50 is a championship point, right? It's not a Paragon system because the Paragon system is throughout all the characters, and this is not through all characters. This is individual characters. So the top row of this, when the championship level, is all worth one championship point. So if you level up 12 levels, you'll get the top level done and done only, okay? The tier 2, the second row, is two championship points, so if you go up three points and you're and you're down you're dedicating yourself down one one row, okay, you're you're gonna be going three points will get you the top one and the second one. Third row is four championship points per per perk. The fourth row is eight championship points per thing, and the bottom row is 16 championship points per thing. So if you went across the top, it would cost you 12 championship levels. The bottom one would cost you an additional 24. The third row would cost you an additional 48. The eighth or the, the fourth row would cost you an additional 96. And the bottom row would cost you another 192. For a grand total, I think it's like 376, if I'm not, if I if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So there's 376 for one, one character. Now, it's good, but at the same time, what's happening here is that we don't really know much about the perks. And one of the things they showed was like on the, the second one was like a 2.5% heroic, which is the same type of stats that were happening already in the comics. Okay. And this is where I have a little issue with this is that these are almost exactly like what the comics have been giving us the entire time. And now they're reworking the comics to do something else. And now they're doing this. So it's kind of like, I wish this system worked where, as I got the championship point, I would throw it into one of my pieces of gear to level up a perk or something inside there. But that's not what we're getting. What we're getting is this system right here, which is 376. Now, what we don't know is if this piece up here 
where it says challenge XP. If this resets every single time, or if it goes from zero to 2,300 or 23,000, and then it starts back over to zero and then goes up to like 30,000, or does it go up to 23,000 and then the next thing is 30,000, right? And you have to go up another 7,000 7, XP. We don't really know what the system is. What do you, what do you, what do you think about the system so far, Sarge? Excuse me. All right, so there's so much to unpack here. I try to keep me on the road because I, I sometimes I, I I veer off. Okay, I might go into head on. I might go into incoming traffic. There's a couple of things here. Number one, we don't know the scaling of the command points or champion points. Excuse me, like we don't know the scaling. Right. Like for instance, I play ESO, uh, and now I I don't know what the number is. I just know what the number is constant, right? So when you get a championship point uh, in ESO, you get the point. And that XP bar resets, which is not the same as your XP bar for your level if you haven't hit 50 yet, right? right. It's just the championship level. So you get a million experience points, you get a point. You get a million experience points, you get a point. Like that kind of thing. So number one, we don't know what the scaling is for this. We don't know if after the first row, if it scales up to get those points. Right. Because by nature, this looks like something that was quickly added and not wanted to be incorporated with when the game first came out this is something that was tacked on in order to get people to stay in the game mm. while they finished other things down the road like the wakanda and whatever else is coming down on the road map okay so for me i would need to understand what the grind is here for real so when does this come out i'm not done i'm, it comes I'm not out tuesday. on my computer all right. All right. So Tuesday. you guys are going to have to play it and I'll get the information from you. But what it looks like to me is if it takes you to if it takes eight, eight and 16 points just to go up that one box inside each of those categories. And that's per character, right? Per character. That's not that's not total. Three hundred and seventy six like, points if per I do it, if character. I do it for one yeah. character, can I can I transfer those points over to the other characters? No. And you can't Every respect character. and you can't respect. Okay, so now then question number two Not comes now, out. Not now, anyway, is what they said. That's cool. But when they say that, that automatically, see, now there's, there's a red flag there. If you say that you can't respect. Now. Okay. Right. That's fine. What that says to me then is you don't get enough championship points to max out the entire thing. You can only pick so many. Right? That's what that means. Right. Now, you, you don't know what the abilities are or what kind of bonuses are. No, we don't know are, about it. No. Right? But I'm going to go with my gut on this. And since something it was just thrown out to keep people busy is that the percentage based attributes on each of the categories are probably going to do small micro bumps to your character. They're doing the, almost that, the exact same thing as the comics are doing right now. Correct. That doesn't do a major effect to the character. Right. Right. Like if I don't get line three done across the board, I can't defeat this guy. Right. I doubt that's going to be an issue. No. So once again, this is a long elongated busy work to keep you to keep you going until the next thing comes out now the part that also i look when i see this is that is that is grindy as hell yeah okay even if the experience points are level like like you, you get a point right, right. let's, let's just say, say it's, it's ten thousand points every time you go up or whatever right Right. right. If, it's, if, it's, if it's a million experience you get one point every million experience you get a point even so that's a lot of grind and by the way, it's a lot of grind going into the same levels you've been in yes. since seven months ago, yep. which says a lot to what the focus of the game is. 
We just want you in because Todd, Sally, and Bob are making some skins, and we just want you in the game while we try to figure out how to sell you skins. This is not content, okay? I'm sorry. This is not content. Does it give me a reason to keep playing? Absolutely. It does. Because people who are completionists, and there's 1.8% of you, people who are completionists and want to play the game are going to go back and play the game because they want to fill the boxes, right? Because you want to finish the game. You want to fill the boxes in. I Once again, I can't do that kind of stuff anymore. The structure of what I see here is busy work. It, it does not add an additional improvement to the game. Right. What this does do is adds or improves to a monetary system. Because I'm pretty much guaranteeing that with that many bars to level up, that there's some kind of booster well, well, that lets you have to go up, right? That, yeah, hold on. There is. And let me read it for you real fast. Okay. okay. So there is a consumable, and it's called a Hero Catalyst. Okay. Now, I went dead silent when I read this. I got to the line and read it, and I went, oh. Now, I did talk to another content creator, and they assured me that they didn't say that they were charging for this, right? He said they didn't say they were charging for it. They said they're they're keeping it free. Now, I have speculation on this on top of this, but as an accompaniment to the championship system, we're also introducing a hero catalyst, which increased the amount of XP you'll earn, which is 50% increase. Okay, so it's 50% increase. Uh, these will occasionally be available for free to retrieve from the marketplace. And we'll be looking at other ways for you to earn them as well. Hero Catalysts are a great way to catch up to your friends or to level up any heroes that haven't reached level 50 yet. Now, let me tell you, the stats alone on Xbox, on Xbox, in the achievement list, 1.81. of the player base that's playing Marvel right now has one character at level 50 at 150, okay? 1.81%. That's less than 2% of the population that owns it on Xbox has a high enough character to do endgame activities when they put the endgame activity in, okay? So what they're doing right now, the event that's happening right now, you get a lot of polychrons and you get a lot of upgrade modules to help you level up your character and to do your upgrade modules so you can get your character up to 150, Okay. Two, they want you to get to uh, they want you to get to 50 as fast as possible now and 150 as possible so you can start doing the championship stuff so you can start doing this so you can play go play end game stuff. Okay. Now, I want you to read the big book of bull. What did I say about 2 months ago? What did I say in the I big I, book of bull? I, I really I really don't think you want me to read. Now, it. go ahead, say it. I know what I said. Go ahead, read what I said in the big book of bull. All right, but if I but if I read this, yep, then it becomes it becomes public knowledge. That's and right. Then you you really uh, uh, once again you I gotta have eat to it. I gotta eat it. You have to you have to you have to eat it. I gotta eat it. Yep. Go ahead. Okay. So on on March 11th, in the Big Book of Bull, uh, thirty declared in 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 a, in a rant. To be fair, maybe he was out of his mind at the time, but was it ranty? Uh, thirty de- thirty said. That 30 will delete Avengers from his hard drive if they do an XP boost in-game because it included a game slowdown or grindy grindy uh, factor, right? basically. Well, the grindy factor is the championship points, right? Yeah, very grindy. Right? There's very nobody grindy. playing the game, right? That's the slowdown period. 
They've added the championship with the grinding system to get people to come back and play. And they've added a heroic catalyst, a hero catalyst to... Okay. But wait, just to be fair, though, did... Before the championship point thing came out, did they slow down the leveling process up to 150? Didn't they do that before? No, they never slowed it down. I thought I thought that was part of the thing. They were slowing that down as well. No, no, they didn't. No, they, well, no, no, they they slowed down. It, they didn't actually slow it down. It was it was leveling up from the character from levels one to fifty. They did they did slow that down. They but, slowed it down. Yeah, but I still hit it in two days. Okay. Yeah. It, okay. It, it wasn't right. So here it is, chat. I said it because I knew it was going to happen, right? But I didn't think it was going to happen this soon, <laughs> right? So I got to eat it. I got to eat it, but I don't want to delete it. I want to play it because I want to tell you what, what the system is. So call me a hypocrite, and I hate it. I hate it. I hate I hate that I have to do this because that this is what I'm playing the game. I'm playing the game. I want to give you guys information on it, okay? But they are charging, not charging, but what I think is going to happen here, okay, the other content creator that I talked to said they said they are not charging for this. But we started talking to each other, and he says he thinks that this game is going to go free to play, which I also think this game is going to go free to play later this year because of the wording they talked about Wakanda. When they, put out the, when they put out the Wakanda stuff and they said, if you own the game, you don't have to pay for Wakanda. Well, why, why would you get Wakanda if you didn't own the game? Right. So it has to be on a free to play type of thing. Right. So, yeah, when it goes free to play, I think they're going to charge for these heroic catalysts or they're going to find other ways to put them in the game. But they're going to be very hard drops. Right. OK. Mm. Chat, I, I honestly I I hate I told I told Sarge like you're going to read that on, on stream. I hate it. I, I'm going back against what I said because I, I have to play the game. I want to. I I like the game, and I want to. I want to explain it to you how the championship system works. But at the same time, I'm like, holy shit, man! They're literally putting it in the game where you you're getting an XP boost because no one's playing the game, and they have to get people up to end game level so they can put the end game stuff in because matchmaking is going to be an absolute disaster. Think about this: on Xbox, less than two percent of the population has one character. At max level. What about if we both have the same character, Sarge? What about if we have the same exact character at 150? It's your one character and I have one character. I'm not playing with you. I can't play with you because they took out the other anomaly where you could be two Hulks or four Hulks. Okay. I, I, I really don't consider that to be something difficult that uh, to allow a double character on the screen. It, that makes... That's not. That's a non-issue to me. You can't. You can't tell me I can't have the same character. No, but on what I'm saying is, matchmaking is. A, if they don't fix it, if they don't put that back in the game, matchmaking is going to be an absolute disaster. Because think about it. If I have to go to the the cloning labs or the Omega level or level threat, whatever it is, it's and it's 170, and half the team is not even at 150, there's no way you're going to do that. There's no way you're you going to complete one, it. Two percent or 1.8 percent of of the 3 million copies that are officially said to have been sold, it's like 60 grand. So 60,000 people have more than one character over one, not more than one, 2%. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. One. Yeah. Two less one. than 2% 60, have one 60, character. 60,000 people is not a lot. And by the way, I don't believe 60,000 people are even playing this no. game on a regular basis. I don't even think 60,000 people are playing this across all platforms, let alone just Xbox. It, it just seems a little strange. I, but once again, it's not. 
I, I want I want a good superhero game. I, I want there to be something fun to play. That the mechanics are good in the game, but once again, the decisions that are being made are not to benefit the game as a whole. Monetary. They are yep. they're ben they are there to benefit a monetary system. So I, I know I I I'm not upset that I got rid of it off my hard drive. I am upset that I bought it. At this point, I am upset that I bought it. You're like you're I like hate, what I was with Division when I bought. Division. I hate I hate giving I hate giving any company sixty dollars when I know I've been taken and I have been taken on this one. But you know, you live and you learn. It's 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 a little concerning though that a game that supposedly did not do well and we all know it did. That the focus on the game is not about the game. That's that's the part that's concerning. I understand that it's a business. I just want it to be a fun game. And we all know that if a game is fun, an actual fun game, the money always follows. Right. Right. Look at the look look at history of the games that have come out. I mean, uh, a good example would be Capcom. Capcom was in the shitter for a long time. Okay. Uh, they struggled. And if you look up, if you look up like Wikipedia and look up Capcom, what's been happening with Capcom over the last five, six years or so. They were down in the dumps. Nobody wanted their crap. Everyone was like, fuck you, Capcom. I'm done. But meanwhile, they're able to pull their people together, focus down, and they came out with the Resident Evil series again. And everyone liked it a lot, right? And they sold a lot of copies. A lot of copies. Okay? And so they're in people's good graces again because they know that if they can make a game, we know you can make a fucking game. Right. So just make one. I feel the same way exactly about Crystal Dynamics. I know they can make a game. I've seen it, right? But this type of business model is not conducive to promoting an IP that, that will last long. It's just not. It, you're going to play it. They're going to milk it. They're going to try it. And then it's going to be gone because nobody's going to hang around. Like, listen, nobody's hanging around for six years with Marvel. I know right. that sounds like a big statement. I, I know why everyone hung around for six years for Destiny. I know why. Because she's a 12. That's why. But no one is hanging around Avengers for six years. The, okay. the problem with the the problem with Avengers is they have a they took the cosmetics out of the game to rework the, the cosmetics in the game, and yet they keep pushing cosmetics in the marketplace. They there's bugs that need to be fixed in the game, and yet they're pushing out new new things. And yet here's the topic: they're moving in the right direction, right? One of the problems is the co the comics in the game were giving what the championship point system is doing now, and now they're reworking the comic system, and yet they're putting the the championship system in. It's like counterproductive, and it's like why are you putting the system in the way it is when the comics do the exact same thing, and the comics do it universally across all heroes, where the champions only do it against one person, right? So, thinking about what I'm, the, the way I'm, my thought process is, because the wording of they did about Wakanda, because of the wording that they said about the heroic catalyst, they're not charging, they didn't ever say at this time, but the way the other person was talking about it, it sounds like they are going to charge it down the road, but right now they said they're not charging. They said they're not charging for it. It's free. Yes, but, but if you have to say that, yeah, that's that's what I'm. That's what it, I'm. It, it, is that was that were those words on the page? No, Did no, they it say wasn't that? the people that there was people that talked to <clears throat> the actual developers. They were invited because I don't get invited, Sarge. I don't get invited to I, things I, like know, this. We know. Yeah. yeah. So they got invited, and then I asked questions, and then they told me 
what they said. And I said, okay, so are they going to charge it down the road? They said they never said they were going to charge. He goes, but the gist that he got was that if it goes free to play, they will charge for that. Right? Well, it stands to reason if it goes free to play. Because why would you put a 50% booster in the game to help people out when they watch you? You know what I mean? I don't know. I think they want to make money off of it, right? I, I get it, man. I get it. Listen, I, I I hate to see a great IP fall victim to a poor business model. Right? To me, it's a waste of an IP. Complete waste. Yeah. Because right? they're, they're still going to be working the gear 2.0. And, and to think about this, they're already working on gear 2.0 and the game's not even a year old. Meaning they had Gear Point 2, 2.0 as an idea before the game launched. Right? They had the idea of changing the gear before they launched, and they launched it the way they did. To change it later down yeah, the but road. This, but this champion point system seems like a, it's tacked on. It, it, it seems like a band-aid. Like it does seem like a band-aid. It, it, it doesn't seem like it's it doesn't seem like it's a, a natural progression of what was happening in the game. Yeah. And and the reason and listen, and I'm not, I'm not once again not trying to be overly negative, but if only 2% of the population has a character up to 150, only 2%. On Xbox, yeah. Right? What would be the reason to create this entire champion point system to keep people in the game longer if you haven't played the game all the way through yet at all? Right. Right? right. If, ever, if, if, if 50% of the population had gone to 150 and then this came out, it, it stands to reason it makes more sense. You want people to keep playing. But you didn't... You have 2% of the population who have barely played this game well, all the way through, and you're creating something else to keep them in the game longer before they even got there. Well, they, they really point out in, the, in the, the statement that they say, they say, Hero Catalysts are a great way to catch up to friends or to level up your heroes that haven't reached level 50 yet, right? Like, they've, they've slowed... Think about that. They slowed down from, from 25 to 50, and yet now they're giving you a Catalyst to speed it up even though they slowed it down march 11th <clears throat> right do you, do you know what i mean so yeah it's it's you, they create a problem and, and then the they made the solution right that's yeah. yeah we know how this works so i'll give you more news on that as i as i go through uh on tuesday when it comes out but i'm a little i'm a little uh i'm a little sad that my prediction came true two months after uh and if theories out there theory one of the one of the people that's been in my community for a long time he said back in september i think actually before the game even came out and i owe him an apology i'm gonna give him an apology right now he said that they would have boosters in the game to speed up your progression and i said no they're not gonna do that and he said they'll charge for it now they haven't charged for it but here's those boosters he was talking about and he said that way back in september so you are absolutely correct theory if you're listening and watching right now I owe you apology. I'm sorry. You are absolutely correct. So there you go. All right. So next topic. All right. So moving on to the next topic. The next topic I want to talk about. If you guys are liking the show, make sure you hit that like button. Um, so we got we got that done. We got the Marvel story done. We have. All right. So Xbox believes that Game Pass. Okay. Xbox believes that Game Pass is becoming a central aspect of people's gaming lives, and it has the data to back it up. Thinking about the data, Sarge, right? This is this is it. This is data is life, right? They know everything about you, how long you logged in for, what you're playing, what you're doing, 
how you're doing it, what you like, what you don't like, if you're shooting into a cave, if you're not shooting into a cave. Uh, a story has stated remarkably consistent over the years. I've lost account of the number of times Decker has told it, uh, me since the Xbox Game Pass launched back in 2017. But as far uh, as evidence goes, it's always been fairly convi uh, convincing the purpose of the story of demonstrating what, what we're playing and more that we've connected more on the groups of friends who are coming to the platform for Xbox marquee releases and sticking around to see what they discover in new favorite like Minecraft, Sea of Thieves, and maybe even an indie title. Okay. It's all about the games. Quote, we're coming out and research explores on how people are using Game Pass and how it's contributing to behaviors, says Decker. It really reinforces a lot of things that we've heard and from the members. And the key here is because Microsoft has to main uh, maintained from the beginning that the service would be shaped by those of that use it. Game Pass functionality, availability, and catalog is all being steered by the players at Microsoft Works to build a service that can sit at the center of the Xbox ecosystem. The research Decker believes justifies a lot of the decisions of the gaming service division he's made so far. Quote, there are three big things that we hear from the members that are re reflecting in the, uh, in the surveys. The first is when we ask, what do you want out of Game Pass? And the number one thing is always is that games, games, games. And we're looking at research, nearly 60% say they want one of the main reasons they have Game Pass member uh, is because of variety of the content. Now, as it exits to, exists today, Xbox Game Pass has over 100 games in the library and even more Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members who are able to enjoy the benefits of EA Play and play across two generations of Xbox, PC, and Android devices via Xbox Cloud Gaming. The research shows that players in the UK are particularly fond of the action-adventure sports and racing and first-person shooters. While Europe players switch out FPS games and platformers, it's because of data like this that pushes Microsoft to make changes to the library uh, that it does. Introducing titles like MLB The Show to the platform for the first time, ensuring that the race games like Dirt 5 are being introduced to Game Pass shortly after that launch, bring popular games like GTA 5 back to play, and this is, of course, the top meaningful acquisitions is the main reason that, uh, to help expand Xbox options, flexibility, and areas it can so easily serve through a third-party partnership alone. 55% of those sur surveyed said that the main reason they joined is to get new games at release. Um, that day, one content. Now, while we made the investment that we have, we have 23 studios across the Xbox Bethesda working on Halo, Forza, Fo uh, Fallout, and a new IP, and we haven't even talked about yet what's going to blow your mind. This blow your mind, they have a new IP that's going to blow your mind. We can deliver all of this into Game Pass on day one, says Decker, and the head of the gaming service is also known as keen to stress the ease of access is still a big priority. Even the service expands the size and complexity, noting that Xbox Game Pass uh, is in the games that you want and the people that you want on the devices you want. So what do you think about this, Arge? They 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 have all the data. They know what people are playing. It says, now it says a small pool over 18 million members of Game Pass have worldwide. And the data shows that 62% of gamers in the UK play multiple games once a week. And that numbers increase the Game Pass membership by 12% more likely play multiplayer games online increasingly more and more each month. Data, baby. Data, right? It doesn't matter what you say; it matters what you play. That's just that's how that's how this goes. They they know if you're playing the first person shooters. They know if if you're all if if more people are playing first person shooters, they'll put more first person shooters on the platform. If you're that's playing more right. BRs, they'll put more BRs on the platform. Right? They see what the they or, see. or or better yet, those are the kind of games that'll come up in your in your lists for those people who play those kind of games. Right. Well, they just said right. because of Europe, because of the Europe players. 60% of the Europeans like, right? What do they say? They, they like the first person shooters. They like the racing games. They like, uh, they like all of that stuff. 
so they started adding more games like that on Game Pass. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be this. Um, there's a couple ways this can go, and I know I'm talking way out in left field. If the game market for Game Pass gets oversaturated like Steam does with a bunch of crappy games in there and people don't see the value in it, you'll have a miniature game crash, like a game company crash where it's like, I don't want to buy it. It's You guys are just a bunch of crap on here. If they establish it where you're getting double A or single A titles day of release with Game Pass... You know, it's just going to be another build that's automatically taken onto your credit card every month, and you're not going to pay attention to it because rather than try to go out and buy a game, because this what the precedent that has been set is a game that comes out day one that I purchase is going to be broke, unfinished, that's right. and need the day one patch. So rather than go through the pain of having to buy a game and then see if it works or not, I just have Game Pass. I pay the monthly fee, and I just get the game. And I decide whether I want to play the game or not. Uh, we've talked about it in the past. It's a true thing. They realized that the gaming market was undervalued. And between the streamlining of digital software and not having to pay out middlemen... And having digital and, and having immediate digital downloads, right? Profits for these game companies are going to go completely apeshit in the next couple of years. So, for those of you who like a little bit of investment, you should probably should look into game companies in the next couple of years because there's no other place to go, and their reoccurring interview or reoccurring revenue is going to go up. It just has to. It, there's no other way. It doesn't go up because people who are buying games in the past are not buying games. They're just paying for Game Pass or they're paying for an online subscription service. I mean, once again, I do not condone any financial advice. I am not a financial advisor. However, I do follow gaming. And so I know when the, it's time to buy and when it's not. You may want to look into it. Uh, so even though, you, even though you hate EA, EA, baby. <laughs> uh Ali, I don't think the Europeans are talking for you. What I what I, I, what I think Microsoft could do, one hundred percent, if they really wanted to, uh, the the Game Pass that they see is different than the Game Pass that you see, right? They could literally think about this. If they really wanted to, YouTube does it, Google does it. The ads that play for you are completely different for you than they are for me. So what's to stop Xbox from doing the exact same things with, with games though, right? They see what you play on your Xbox. Steam does this already, right? If you go to Steam, if you play a survival game, it starts recommending other survival games for you, right? So you're like, oh, I like this game, so I might like that game, right? It suggests things to you. This is not really a suggestion. This is, they automatically suggest it to you by putting it inside the Xbox library and be like, oh, look, this has been set for you, right? That's that's exactly what I think it's it's going to be, right? Well, to, to, add, to add to that, though, I think that Game Pass has to limit total number of games on the system at any one time because they have to be able to pay the developers who are on game pass the funds needed to sustain right it's not free right we we figured it out kind of and we've got some information on the side that says yeah, the documents and number stuff, yeah. num number of hours played in game pass dictates how much money well that that development team may or may not get yeah epic, so epic didn't if, pay if, 
Epic didn't pay a lot of money for a lot of the games that they had on their on their launcher. No, no, that's separate. It's a separate story. I'm just talking about Game Pass. Right? Oh, I know. So I know. You're right. You're right. If there's too many games on Game Pass, then that price per month's got to go up, right? Because they're re it's reoccurring revenue, but you still have to pay for the games that are on there. Right. They're still now, flaunting the money. Is, right. right. They're still flaunting so the money. The, the the issue that I have is, do the developers get a fair shake? Right. It's almost it's I hate to use this analogy, but it's almost like the original reason why Walmart did so well. They're like, you want to sell in Walmart? And like, yeah, right. I'd love give, to it sell to, Walmart. give us it for 60 well, cents. Right. 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 You have to sell us that those items for 60 cents, but it cost me a dollar to make. Well, you're going to be in every Walmart there ever was. I said, but yeah, but it cost me a dollar to make. Right. I'm you losing want me to 40 sell cents for on each I'm one. losing 40 right. cents a piece. Well, then I guess you don't get to be in here. Like, I feel like that's almost where these beginning devs, the indie devs are when they come in. They're like, well, I like to sell a game. But I don't have any marketing money, and I don't have anyone that wants to back me right. up. But in, here comes Microsoft, right. and they say, 18 million you can people be, can see you your can eye. be right. in 3 billion devices. 3 billion devices. Right. We have we have 25 million people on, 3 billion devices. Right. 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 So how do you say no to that? But the question then becomes, do I get lost in the shuffle? Do I not get any kind of money substantial to, to propagate my business, to, to, to make me make another game? Yeah. So... Once again, this is the shady area. My belief is that when Halo Infinite comes out, right, there are games coming out for Xbox Game Pass that are really good. Like, we know the Bethesda stuff's coming. We got that. My point is, if Halo Infinite comes out and actually works day one properly, right, day one, it won't. It won't. But if it did, that would set a massive precedent for getting Game Pass, right? A game like Destiny that I don't pay for right. it, it, just for having a prescription subscription model to Game Pass. Well, that's why Destiny's there. Like, I, I get it, but right, it's theirs. I mean, it's the Microsoft. Destiny is on Game it's Pass. Microsoft. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's Microsoft's. Well, so once they establish titles like that, your your belief in handing over fifteen dollars a month, possibly even even twenty or twenty five dollars a month at that point when that game's ready to come out. Right. Won't seem like a big deal because in your mind, it's this ongoing crazy MMO game that I, I have to keep up to date with. Well, like we don't Destiny. know if it's an MMO, but yeah, it's like a it, it's an ongoing game. Halo Infinite it's is a, not coming out. And if you think it's not coming out and competing with Destiny, I think it'll have a single player dreaming. game. I think it's a single player game, dreaming. but I also think it'll be updating over time. I mean, they've even said it, it would be right. I, you know, listen, if, it, if, if Halo Infinite comes out and is not a direct competitor to Destiny, I will have a thousand and one questions. Mm. All right. Well, speaking of Game Pass, the game that we've been talking about for a couple a couple of months, about a month ago, I guess, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance has been announced. Xbox Game Pass on day one, so that 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 uh, co-op game that you play, that you're like a dungeon crawler type game, Dungeons and Dragons, that's coming on Game Pass day first one. First person, though, right? It's, 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 no, first it's third person. person. Right? It's third, third person. It's third person. I believe it's third person. Let me see. Let me look at the. Uh, uh, let me see. Does he have a, a trailer here? We call. They. It's third person. Third person. Yeah, third person. Third person. It looks good. It looks good. Uh, so that will be on Game Pass day one. Uh, <clears throat> Bungie competing against their own uh, old IP. Hilarious. I mean, I don't really think it's a compare. I don't think it's competing against it, but you know, it'll it'll be there. It'll it'll be there. Um, so that's, that's another thing. Um, one of the, 
things I want to talk about real, not real fast, but the next big topic I want to talk about is Battlefield 6, right? Just about, I think, a month ago, maybe two weeks ago. Um, I think it was about, actually about a month ago. Battlefield 6 was rumored that it was only coming out from a trusted source, was only coming out for new consoles, right? And we're like, well, and we, we gave applaud. We're like, good. That's the way it should be so we don't get held back by the old systems, right? Well, it's been confirmed that Battlefield 6 will be released for current gen and next gen consoles. So Battlefield 6 will be coming out for Xbox One, One S, and Xbox One X. And it'll also be coming out for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 4 Pro. Okay. And then it's also coming out for the new systems. Now. Which here- means that which means that right now, right this second, until November. They're trying to figure a way to get the game to work on the old systems. Or or upscaling it for the new systems and fucking it up. Right? It's it has listen. Here's the thing. They they said that it would be 64 versus 64, right? Big maps, big battles. And now if it's cross-gen, right? If it's not cross-play, cross-gen, right? So you're playing on Xbox One, and I'm playing on Xbox One X. We're on the same team. Now, can you be on my 64 versus 64 team? Or do you only see 32 people on your on your Xbox? You see what I'm saying? This causes or, massive or, problems. This is like I said this the other day. This is like handcuffing yourself to weekend at Bernie's. Okay, like you're on the new system and you're just handcuffed to the dead guy. And you're just dragging him along because it's going to be a one, bad experience. The one map I always was was jealous that it didn't work when you didn't have the proper Xbox. And I, I, I forgive me, guys, it's been a long time since I played Battlefield, and I love Battlefield was the one where you're on the dam and then and the levolution was that yeah, you broke the dam up yeah, and the water, water the water yeah. would come down and fill up the trench and there would be a river then like if you didn't have the the more advanced xbox you would never see the water come out of the dam it would never explode you would never see any of it and then it was like well what was the point of this whole levolution thing if i can't see it on the system that i'm playing yeah, but on how do you... and i feel i feel like it's it's the same <laughs> we're on the same thing we're doing the same thing again how do you make a map bigger and bigger explosions and bigger maps and more people on the map and then yet play with the old console. It's like counterproductive to what they've 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 established what it is, right? There can't well, be cross gen. There can't be cross gen play. There can't. I I I tend to agree, but that would mean that the the wait time in the new systems would be horrendous. Not if it's horrendous. on Game Pass, Sarge. Not if it's on Game Pass. Now, obviously, there's still PlayStation 4 and there's PC, right? Right. But there's a problem here. There's I'm just talking about cross-gen. If you're playing with some, you're on a PlayStation 5 and someone's on a PlayStation 4, do you want to play with that person on the PlayStation 4? Because if you can't get into a match that has 64 versus 64, there's no way. And if the, and if the old systems can run 64 versus 64, what took them so long? Do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think I think that the gamble here is, and I do believe this, is that because Battlefield Six will be Game Pass Day One, it will offset the fact that they may not sell a lot initially. So being on Game Pass, they will get a chunk of money up front to offset the fact that they don't have the numbers of the new system out to qualify for a really good showing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
they have to release it on new gen and old gen. So in like order Cyberpunk, to get, it should work in fine. Order to get the num- yes, in order to get the numbers. It should work fine. So, beca- so because it's on Game Pass day one, this allows them to sit back and go, okay, well, the more people, this is how, this is how they'll say it, well, the more people will start getting the new systems and then they'll have a better yeah, experience for Battlefield 6 and it won't matter, right? That's that's well, kind of du- like how it goes. Duplis brings up a good point. What if there's a cross-gen playlist and a playlist only for new consoles? Well, let me let me, let me me put it this way, Duplis. And I, 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 think that's a, I think that's a good idea. But at the same time, if I'm on a new system and I get into matchmaking and I can't find matchmaking because there's not enough people with the new system and now I have to go to the old system and play with the old old system people and now I'm playing 32 versus 32 right I have a brand new system with all this new new stuff that can support the 64 big maps 64 versus 64 maps but I can't get into the 64 versus 64 map because not many people own the new systems that are playing it on the on that that bought the new system and also playing the new Battlefield 6 and now I have to go backwards to play and play on a 32 versus 32. Krebsy, is the war zone, is it, is it 64 versus 64? Or is it just 100, 100 man players and is it cross gen? I don't know. I don't play, I don't play Call of Duty. I, I'm, I'm, I'm confused how I want, I want to like, I want to like Battlefield 6. And I was excited when they said it, it, it might be just exclusively for the new consoles. I was like, sweet. I was like, that means they're not handcuffed to Weekend at Bernie's over here. And now it's confirmed that they're going to be doing that. And I think that's a good idea that Duplas brought up. There could be a list, a playlist to play with the old and not sort of like what what, uh, Sea of Thieves does, where you can play with only people that have controllers on Xbox or you can go into the PC realm. But that's a whole different ball game, right? This is a first-person shooter. I don't want to say competitive, but I don't don't want it. Think about it right now. If we play, if we play a game with someone that's on the older system, and you're on a new system, which we do play, like if we played Outriders, it bogged down my game. The load times were longer, right? I I take my new system and I have to dummy it down for the old system. Okay, there's lag. I mean, you could delay. you could listen, listen, and I'm not using this as the excuse, right? You could say because of the coup. That's why they're doing this because they fell behind. However, I don't agree with that because even when there was no coup, they did the same thing for the last gen when they came out with Battlefield or two, was it two gens ago? No, no it, was, gen, it was it was it was Battlefield right? One. Yeah, same same thing. Where if you didn't have the new systems, it acted differently on the old. System. It was the same exact problem. Same exact problem. The only difference now is I just think it's harder to get a current gen system so the population numbers are worse that's the difference right otherwise they're acting exactly the same way they're coming out during a, during the cusp they're during the beginnings of a new system not everybody has it they say they're going to make it for the new gen so it looks badass and then yet we can't get it on new gen because it won't run the same way if if battlefield 6 is not on game pass i probably won't pick it up if it's on Game Pass, but they, but they, I'll but they play. already said they already yeah. said day one. They said well, it no, they didn't say it wasn't confirmed. It was rumored. Oh, it's, uh, it's rumored. believe me, it's bro. Rumored. Believe me, bro. There's no way. There's no way they are releasing Battlefield Six just out in the wild without the backup of Game Pass to help offset the nonsense. I mean, it's There's an no EA. Way. It's an EA Play title, so I know they no don't put their way. EA Play games right away. But all the other games have come out. I mean, EA Play is on Game Pass, and if you have Ultimate, you get EA Play. So. I don't know. I I, I feel like I I feel like 
they're they're pigeonholing themselves. And I, I look, I totally understand. This is why Cyberpunk came out with the old systems, right? Cyberpunk came out with the old systems because 90% of the people didn't have a new system. And Krebsy brings up a good point. You know, I don't see games utilizing the next gen until 80% of the player base moves over to the next gen. That's not happening anytime soon because we all know no. that the systems are not coming out till like summer of 2022 when the, when the right. next system is. The, the slowdown of units, not not counting the, the scammer stuff, the, the, the scalpers, but just the, the, the way that the economy's moving, how slow it's to get these chips out. It's causing a backup. It's probably going to be this way for a while. Uh, Jason asks, do you think Battlefield 6 is going to be a live service game? It might be. Yeah, I think, I, I, think they'll, I think they'll just do the same thing they did with Battlefield 5. You, let's, let, let's be honest, Jason. Let, let's say all things being equal, right? If the game comes out, let's say everyone's got a new system. It's magical time. Everybody's got a new system. Battlefield 6 comes out. Do you think they're going to release a DLC for Battlefield 6? Or do you think they're just going to be like, hey, guess what? Roadmap. And uh, this summer, it's going to be this, this, and this. And this winter, it's going to be this, this, and this. Uh, I would have to be leaning 100% towards games of service. Right? Especially since I don't think they're going to release a Battlefield game like every year. They want it to go on for a while. So games of service would milk that for you. All right. Oh, I know, Phoenix. Cyberpunk was supposed to be released for the for that old system. But what I'm saying is... I said years ago when it said, I said, do not buy it for the new system or old system. I said, buy it for the new system because it won't run on the old system. And it, I was proven right. It didn't run on the old system, but they had to because as 90% of the market is still on the old system. If they didn't, they wouldn't have made the money they made. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have made their, all their money back on day one if they didn't do the old systems, even though it yep. didn't run, right? So I understand that. Um, all right, so... Ubisoft's financial report is in bad. Uh, it said, um, "It says Ubisoft's financial report is bad news for Beyond Good and Evil 2. Okay, so Ubisoft's financial report painted. Why is my? Why is it doing that? I don't understand. That game looks so so amazing. What's the problem? Let me guess. It doesn't exist. Um, is it? Is remember, it, it looked amazing, and I was like, "There's no way this is running on this current gen," which was before the new systems came out. I was like, "There's That's no right. way this is running on," right? So Ubisoft's financial report painted a, a pretty picture of the company's impressive performances of late. Not only did it reveal that the game's numbers unique players is going up to, up by 20%, but it's also impressive development of some of the biggest franchises like Assassin's Creed and Rainbow Six. However, it's not all good news. It's such announcements that Ubisoft pirate-themed multiplayer game Skull and Bones has been delayed yet again. At this point, really, who cares about Skull and Bones? Uh, the, the fiscal report also could potentially signal bad news for players wanting at Ubisoft's uh, title Beyond Good and Evil 2. Firstly, Beyond Good and Evil 2 was nearly uh, uh, entirely absent from the conference. While Ubisoft did give confirmation that the game has not been abandoned and the title is not did not have any other information to give at the time and made no mention of the release window despite some windows in discussion not coming for a couple of years yet. The title has first revealed back in 2017, but there has been little to news since then and looked uh, though that many fans still have quite a bit longer to wait for Beyond Good and Evil 2. Now, fans have been waiting for more than news on Beyond Good Evil 2 for some time now, as nothing new has been shown in months, and Ubisoft has said uh, that it is happy with how the game development has been in progressing. So, the last director, Michael Asen, back in September of 2020, uh, which reportedly uh, brought quite the shakeup into development, and Ansel had clarified that when the game was revealed, it was still very, very, very early on in development. And it seems that the fans may not want to get their hopes up and play the game anytime soon. How can it be in very, very early development when we saw trailers and... We saw, we saw and, gameplay docs and like the whole city's built. 2015, 2017, 2017. 2016, yeah. come on. 
Yeah, 20, 2017 is when early, they first showed early it. Early development? Yeah. Early, early? Very, very? <laughs> it's been uh, five years. I might, what are you guys I might making over there? I might have put it. It was relevant and still very early. I put two berries in there. I put two berries in there. It's, it's just very early. Yeah, I, I put but that still, extra berry. It's, listen, been, it's, very, it's been four very... years. It's been four years. And what they showed in 2017, they were already working on it for two years. Right? It was supposed to come um, out for last uh, last system. Yeah, I don't I, I have no faith in Ubisoft ever. That last story, the story that came out recently about they're, they're, they're changing their business model to go to free to play games. Yeah, we're Ubi. Yeah, Ubi. <laughs> yeah, we, we have Ubi. It's over, kid. Go I, to China. They, enjoy yourself. No, nah, I think they, they, they're going to make they're going to make buku bucks here with that. Right. Microtransactions no, galore. No. In China, they will. Not so, on me. They so will. Ubisoft says it's changing strategy to focus on more high-end and free-to-play games. Okay, Ubisoft is shifting away a traditional strategy of releasing three to four premium AAA titles each year, but plans on launching high-end free-to-play games for all biggest franchises. The company provided an update on the game's development strategy during a full-year earnings call on Tuesday, and when it said it intends to be less... Uh, reliant on AAA releases as part of the overall product mix. In line with the evolution of the high-quality lineup, increasingly diverse, we are moving up from the prior comment regarding a release three to four premium AAA per year, said Ubisoft's chief financial officer. Um, so they said three to four a year? Right, three to four tri premium games. Additionally, they're building... Premium games? Yeah, additionally, they're building no high-end free-to-play games to be trending towards AAA ambition over long uh, uh, long terms, he added. I mean, look, uh, the Heartland Division, that's going to be a free-to-play game, and that's also, you know what I mean? So that's their first, that's a free-to-play game division. We'll see how much microtransactions are on that. That's supposed to come out later this year, right? I mean, they're banking, they're banking on free-to-play, right? It says the content mix is expanding, not changing. The good comp is the evolution of COD since Warzone and mostly wanted to steer the combo away from free-to-play games or replacing AAA paid games to free-to-play is going to be the additional way to experience some of their IPs. I don't know. Can you see, like, Assassin's Creed free-to-play? Yeah, I could see it. <laughs> but the whole game being microtransaction hell. Yeah. The whole game. The whole thing. The whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. It's like Clash of Clans now. Like, oh, But it's all AAA games. I, I, will Ubisoft we'll, we'll ever let Sam Fisher out of the to... basement? Maybe for a microtransaction, they will. Yeah. Uh, I, th that's how that's how piss poor they're running the company. They're like the only way the only way we can get out of this is if we make a bunch of free to play games and charge a shitload of microtransactions. That's the new business model. We can make cool games. We did it before. We don't have time to make cool games. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we have we have time we have time to make mobile trash with MTX and free to play stuff. Get on it. Well, here I have a, I have can, a, I swear I got some ideas. We can make a good game. I, we're, Get him out of here. You're fired. <laughs> I remember the rumor though. Remember the rumor that Ubisoft might be signing a deal with Microsoft to get their games on Game Pass. This would be a reason, right? They'd be free to play games on Game Pass. And then Microsoft wins because then they can get 30% of all microtransactions that come from all Ubisoft's games, right? Ubisoft's dumping, uh, doubling down on open world games and now free-to-play games, right? I don't know. I think this is when we see games die. I think when all games go free-to-play, that's when video game industry dies, right? Well, it won't die. It just, it just has an adjustment. Well, where no. I meant people, dies for us. People, like, for us. Yeah, but see, we... 
the I think the people that we know, we know where we're going to be when it happens, but everybody else is still going to have to go drag through the mud. Like, I refuse to give people money for games that are crap. People who are growing up go, I don't care what the game is. As long as it's fun, I'll give you my money. After they've been bombarded by stupid games for so long, you'll reach a point of saturation where you'll say, like, I'm tired of giving these people fucking money. Right. But I want you to feel that way now. So we don't have to go through the next five years of free-to-play shit and then wait for the market to tank and then rebound. I want to put it in their face right this second. Fuck you and you're free to play and put some put some scare into them and like like if we don't come up with a, if we don't come up with a good game by next year, we're done. Like that's what we need. That's that's the kind of that's the kind of backing you need from the community. It's like I'm not buying any more games until I see one that's finished. I don't care about your pre-orders, your free to play or I don't care what it is. I care about a complete game and it's going to be good. Show me one. Right. What's up, Wolly? Uh yeah, Joel you're, you're absolutely right. Can't say the games are unfinished if they're free to play. That's correct. Right? That's that's the that's whole business correct. model of Game Pass, though, right? Game Pass you is can't like... You can't complain. You can't complain. You're, you're not paying full price, right? Just come back later when it's when it's ready. Right. Come back when, you know, you feel like it's better. Right. You feel better about... Not that we fixed it. Come back when you feel better about our game. Right. When I feel better? <laughs> when I feel better about your game? Yeah. Or when you fixed your fucking game? Oh, no. Oh, no. You didn't pay for our game. Right. You, got, you got nothing to say. <laughs> when I feel better about your game, I'll come back and play it. That sounds good. I like that. All right, so there's a rumor, Sarge, that that Steam, okay, the Steam might be coming to console. The Steam? The Steam. The Steam on PC. I got you. Might be coming to uh to PC, right? So, they're talking about they're they're talking about bringing Steam on the where you can use the browser on the consoles where you can now play your games on Steam on your console. And I talked about this the other day when I was on, on my stream, and I'm like, well, I have a question. Who, what niche market is this for, right? Because a person that owns a PC likes the PC because uncapped frames, they have good graphics cards. Now, don't get me wrong. There are people like myself that don't have a great graphics card. I have a 970, right? So I prefer playing games on my console. And the console... An Xbox X was told to me that it's comparable to like a 2070, 2080, you know, graphics card. Okay. Which is fine. But again, when you play console, like for me, I'm a streamer. My console and my computer in my office and I'm sitting at a desk all the time. But if I wasn't a streamer, I would be sitting in the living room playing my console. Right. I would be sitting on a couch. I'd be sitting in a relaxed in my room, in my bed, playing my console. So now, if you could play your Steam games on there, now someone will be like, people are like, well, I play with controller. And I'm like, great, you can play with controller, but most people that play PC games want to play with keyboard and mouse. And now if my Xbox, which majority of the population have their Xbox in their living room or in a bedroom or something where they're not sitting in an office chair like myself, okay, they're relaxing. You can't put a keyboard and mouse while you're relaxing on a chair. You have to be at a desk. Right. Unless you use a controller and and I'm like, well, then at that point, why are you playing Steam games on your I don't know. This is to me, this is such a niche, niche, niche market. They just yeah, but they just want to they want to make sure they can capture who they can capture. That's what it is, because you you if you get people to get on, it's it, basically it benefits Steam. Oh, of right? course. Right, because if if there are certain games that can work on the new consoles, the new consoles, mind you, because they're we're closer to the PC than ever before, that that's why Steam wants to go there. Because think about it, 
how many people don't have a PC, can't afford a full-blown PC, but Steam says, how many millions of consoles are there? Right? If they know how many people have the uh, the, the the last gen console, they know how many people right? they know how many people will eventually have the new console, right? So they get in, they get in when when people are still transitioning, and when everybody's on to the new generation of systems, Steam rakes it in because now I can get games on Steam on my console that I could not get because yeah, I didn't have a PC. If I, for instance, if I play ESO on my Steam account, but I'm playing on my Xbox. I can't play with anybody on the Xbox. It's not crossplay, right? So now I'm choosing to play on an inferior system, right? Because let's say I have a 3080 Ti on my PC, but I choose to play my Steam through my Xbox, which technically is a 2070 or 2080. I, I just don't see, unless you're like, you know what? I'm really tired today. I don't feel like sitting at my desk. I want to go lay down in my bed, or I want to go sit on the couch and go play some World of Warcraft with my controller. Cool. Again, that's such a minute like niche market that's that's you know you know what i'm saying i guess sure why does my tv also a microwave because it is right like <laughs> just because it's a niche market i don't know I, I i find it's cool i guess it's interesting but i really don't see it like working out for 98 percent of the population that's like oh great i can play my steam games on my inferior console which is less graphic card, unless you have a console like my, or unless you have a PC like myself, which is not as good graphics card. I still wouldn't play my Steam games on a console, though. It, but it's still, to me, I see, I see the writing on the wall. It opens up gamers who don't have PCs to be in the Steam market. That's what it is. Because I guess current, sure. current gen, sure. Current I, gen I, I didn't look at it that way. Sure. Current gen consoles have the power to run games like a like a. I'm a looking. Decent I'm looking PC. at. I'm looking at it as you're already on Steam. So why would you play your Steam games on well, Xbox? Where you're well, telling no, me, if you, and if I get it, already, if you're a new yes. person coming on Steam, then yes, you might play your Steam games on Xbox. You're absolutely correct there. Yeah, yeah. I, I work at home now. I don't want to be at my desk when gaming anymore. Playing on my Xbox in my room would be much better. Right, right, right. Well, well, DMAC, I see, I see I'm, what you're I'm saying. Not, I'm not going to call you out on this one, but it also has to do with age, right? Like, I'm more comfortable on a couch or in a bedroom comfortably playing on a console than I am sitting at a desk playing a PC. Like, I get it. Your computer's badass. But at the same time, how many hours can you sit at your computer desk and still be comfortable? Right. But you're also, again, you're part of that niche market, though. DMAC. That's what I'm saying. That that market is very small. Most people want to play keyboard and mouse on most of the things. There's just more to do. You just there's more functionality to it. But I get there's there's people there. I just think it's a small a small population. Um, Sarge, did you know they're making a Stargate Timekeepers video game? There's not really much more to this. I just wanted to know if you knew they were making a a Stargate. I'm sorry, say that again. Stargate. You know the show Stargate. We're trying to resurrect that dead thing. <laughs> That's are what we, I'm bringing are we, up. Are we seriously trying yeah. to resurrect Stargate? Yeah, so that game won't make a dime, bro. That, that, the Stargate, like I didn't know there was a big. Is there, now, is there a big thing about Stargate that I don't know about uh, in out there, guys in chat? Like, are you guys begging for no. a Stargate no. game? No. I mean, if there is, it's a real time strategy game. Oh, so it'll be like Command and Conquer, what, what EA did to Command and Conquer, right? That's how they're gonna do it. Yeah, but 
Doris, you're you're older. Yeah, the series. Yeah. Yes, but not the game, Thor. Come on, bro. When was the last yeah. right? When yeah. was the last Stargate <laughs> game that came out? And you're like, bro, did you play that Stargate game? It was incredible. Like, no, that like, has never those words have never saying. come out of your Stargate Unleashed came out in 2013, which was which was the last one. Right? Like we're talking we're talking nine years. Eight years? I don't know. I just feel like they're trying to resurrect something. I don't know. I don't really see again a niche market. Maybe it'll be on Steam that you can play on your Xbox while you're sitting at home. Look, Stargate comes out, it's Steam or Game Pass. Don't worry about it. Like, listen, anybody can come out with anything now. They just go, "Hey, I got a turret. It's on fire. I'll give you, I'll give you ten bucks, and we'll put it on for two months. <laughs> Deal." Like uh, that. That's the Game Pass way now. I can make anything. I get a marketing guy in the office. He sells it for me. I collect a little bit of dough. We ride it out. That's what's going to happen. I love Grizzly. <laughs> they amassed $2.5 million a day and uh, 100%. Okay. Also, what is Stargate? <laughs> exactly, Krebs. Seriously, don't worry about it, man. What's up, Gator? All right. So I want to talk about Epic. Not really the Epic versus Apple, but Epic reveals it made $50 million from one set of skins. Okay. Now, just to put it in perspective on this chart, okay, on this chart right here, let me let me bring this up. Okay, the chart that shows right here, the one that says Travis Scott, which is this one right here, okay, made as much money as the NFL brand, okay? And we know that the NFL brand made 50 million, okay? 50 million. Now, this is Star Wars up here, okay? Now, Star Wars made just a little bit more, so maybe about 60 million, maybe about 60 million. And then look at Marvel. We'll talk about what, 70, 80, 90, 100, 110, maybe 115 million, right? This is just each brand, each brand, okay? If you look at DC, DC made maybe about 40 million. John Wick made about maybe about 25 million. Nike made about... What, know, is this, what, are, what is this meter? This, what this is this skins. Skins in oh, Epic. Skins. Yeah, in skins. Fortnite. In Fortnite. These are skins okay. in Fortnite. Okay. So Travis Scott made $50 million worth of skins, okay? And NFL made another $50 million, okay? And then Star Wars made about 60 and then Marvel made $120 million, okay? That's skins on a free-to-play game. Now, we were just talking about Ubisoft going free-to-play, okay? Making all their free-to-play games. Here's your future, Internet, right? Right here. Here's your future of what free-to-play games are with cosmetic skins and stuff like that. This is the downfall of gaming right here. So this is why CD charges so much for theirs, right? They're 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 all going. It's the same price. Think about it, right, Jason? This is exactly the same price. Destiny charges fourteen dollars for a skin for your for your Sparrow. Marvel charges fourteen dollars for a Marvel uh, you know cinematic universe skin. Epic charges. $25 for a pack system, right? I mean, this is it. This is what the this is what everyone wants. Nobody wants it. Everyone's like, I hate microtransactions. I hate it. Well, I'm telling you, little Timmy is not spending $150 million of his parents' money, right? There's gotta be lots and lots of people spending money on this. Oh, a rapper. Yeah, a rapper made $50 million. I didn't know who Travis Scott was when they said there's a Travis Scott concert. I was like, who? Who? I'll tell you what. If my kid wants to, he, we live on forty acres. 
If my kid wants to buy skins in Fortnite, there's a lot of grass he's got to mow. That's a lot of grass. I'm going to give him a push motor. All right? He doesn't get to ride on a fucking tractor and take it out. If he wants if he wants Fortnite skins, if he gets old enough and starts playing that and says, Dad, I want a Fortnite skin, go go start mowing. Here it is. Rip cord. There you go. All right? Weed whacker. That's, that's how you're going to earn your money to get Fortnite skins because that's not coming out of my pocket. These microtransactions are not coming out of my pocket. Okay. $25 for a skin? Get the F out of here. $25 for a skin? That's a grocery shopping money that we can go eat for a fucking week of fruit and vegetables. Okay? <laughs> $25 for a skin that you're going to chuck away next week for the next $25 skin. I remember but push works. motors. But it, but it works. It, it's, it's genius because they found out that the gaming market is undervalued. That's exactly why they can make as much money as they can. I, 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 I'm, I'm willing to see what happens when the economy starts to slow down and things start to tighten up a little bit. Look. Where people don't have the money. This right, right here is the reason video games are broke when they fucking come out. I get it. This I'm right 100% behind this you, right bro. Here. But what I'm, what I'm saying is inflation's coming. Things are going to happen. Think, people are not going to have this disposable income. Uncle Sam's not going to be giving you a paycheck for the rest of your life. Like, things are going to start happening. And then I want to see how the gaming market is affected. Listen, when you have disposable income, I get it. When you're depressed, you're mad, you want to do something fun, you have 10, 15 bucks, you throw it at something, you make yourself feel better, I get it. I understand. However, there comes a day when you don't have that money to throw at something. There comes that day where I just want to do something fun that doesn't cost me anything. I want to see how the market affects that. Mm. Right? And it's coming. It's coming. So... Epic Games offered $200 million deal to Sony for up to six PC PlayStation ports. Okay. Epic wants that exclusive deal. So Epic Games offered $200 million minimum guarantee to Sony for four to six of their PC PlayStation ports. But according to the confidential PDF document, including on ongoing Epic Apple trial, which was reportedly briefly uploaded uh, to the case public server and shared on a, on a different server. According to the document, Epic Games was on point targeting all three console platform holders for potential content deals for its PC game store. The document states that Nintendo talks were essentially a non-starter, while opening discussion with Microsoft were, co were complicated by the fact that it was essentially a competitor of the content deals, and that if the PC Game Pass leader was against Epic's strategy. Now, on PlayStation, the doc states that Epic was awaiting feedback on its $200 million minimum guarantee offer for four to six games, which could see Epic take a hit uh, should those titles guarantee less revenue than the figure. Now, since Sony's first PC port of Horizon Zero Dawn uh, debuted on Steam and its next Days Gone is also coming to the Valve's platform, it's possible that the company did not take, take up Epic's offer. Now, in a corporate report published last summer, Sony's first said it would explore bringing more PlayStation exclusives to PC following Horizon Zero Dawn's release on the platform. And then earlier this year, SIE's president confirmed that PlayStation will bring a whole slate of games to PC starting with Days Gone port set to release this month. So what do you think about this, Sarge, about an Epic... Uh, trying to poach, basically. They're trying. They're trying to get as many things possible to keep it away off of Steam and and take and take over that that platform, right? They're trying to cut their legs well, out. Well, let's let's be honest about about Epic, okay? They have become crazy with power from the amount of money that they generate from a dead game 
that they turned into a battle royale. Okay? That's what it is. They have become crazy with power. They make so much money a month that they don't know what to do with the money. Okay? So much so that they decided to sue Apple because Apple takes too much of a cut from their game on their platform. Right? right? When you have stupid money, right? It's it it works the same way in any kind of class. If somebody only makes 30 grand a year and they made 30, 35 grand a year for like 20 years, and all of a sudden that person gets like 150 grand for no reason at all, they have no idea what to do with that money. Maybe they'll go to Vegas, maybe they'll put it in money launchers and go to the strip club, whatever. They just don't know how to deal right. with right. that sum of money. That is epic. Epic does not know what to do with this money. I would think as a developer, when you made that much money, I would hire a crack team of developers, put them in a cave somewhere, and have them make up the next fucking game. But why? Why would you make a new game if all I have to do is make skins and collect money? Right. You see the process here. If I don't have to do something, just like in real life, if I don't have to work and Uncle Sam gives me a check... Or I don't have to make a game because the skins I'm selling make three or four worth three or four money's worth of games in a year. Why do I have to do it? You don't. You just don't. So Epic is a bully now. They'll they're willing to try anything because there's no risk. Let's sue Apple, see what happens. Maybe we'll right. get a better cut. Right. Let's push on Steam, see if we can get them over. And they're just trying to rattle the cage a little bit. They're like, hey, let's get this. Stop with the same shit every day for this just shaking the cage. That's what it is. Epic's running around trying to change a bunch of shit. I get it. It's kind of cool because they have no negative. There's no downside. What's what's going to happen with Epic? Tell me. <laughs> Someone's going to sue Epic for whatever reason. They made a mistake. They did a copyright thing. They, they said something incorrect in court. They said they said something slanderous on Twitter. And they're going to go, oh, what do you need? Uh, uh, $100 million? $200 million? We're going to settle. They're going to settle out whatever happens. So... Big Bully Epic gets to start pushing around and gets to do whatever they want because they're just trying to they're trying to move the market a little bit and change it up, right? If you and you, by the way, you guys need to watch Hogue Law and you need to watch the last four or five days of the Apple versus Epic thing. You guys are gonna shit your you're gonna shit your pants. I'm telling you because <laughs> the amount of information that that came out in the court of what actually Apple makes and what Epic makes and what these other companies are making from app stores and the game. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. I, I love that <laughs> Thorish hookers and blow new single by Travis Scott. I, I still don't know that one. I, I know who Travis Scott is. Is that now. an actual no, song? It's not an actual is song. It, it could that, be. It, it could be. Who knows? It, it, it might be. It might be. Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that are, I just made me laugh when he hookers and <laughs> Hookers and blow. Uh, yeah, there's... Look, Tim Sweeney is that guy that has just wads of money in his pocket. He's like, I'll give you $100 if you uh, if you eat that uh, that shit off the ground. And someone's like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, that's what Sweeney's doing. He just runs around, just, yeah, sh that's all just he's doing whatever. He's like, uh, I'll, I'll give you $1,000 if you throw that chair through the window. I'm not going to do it. A million dollars. Okay. He's like, here you go. Right? That's what he's doing with video games right now. He's just literally just handing out, handing out money to see who's going to do it. I bet you won't give me. Uh, I bet you won't sell me God of War for Epic for uh, for two hundred thousand. Be like, what? What? 
but you won't do it, pussy. Right? He's like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, all right, I'll sell it to you. All right, that's what I thought. Here's two hundred thousand. It's like, it's like, wait, what just happened? Did I just sell a port of of the game to? You? Yeah, that's what they, Tim they, is they doing. Really, listen, they really don't know what to do. A a a rational developer who does well and made a game would be investing back and making a different game or making something and be like, hey, we got a new project working on. Like you talk to him, like, no, he's hey, investing. He's on. investing in things that he's making more money. Obviously, that's what you do. I get yeah. it, but he's investing in all kinds of crazy shit. It's yeah. not not another game. It's like we invented this thing where we map out someone's face. <laughs> yeah. We make it inside of a, a special plastic, and then we put it over a robot body, and it follows him around. Like what? What? <laughs> You're making Terminators? What? What did you just say? You can play. Like, right. Oh no, no. It's just a. It's a new. It's a new pet idea. It's I got had. a Fortnite skin on it, though. It's got a Fortnite right. skin on it. Right. Life size right. Fortnite skin. <laughs> On your body, on a robot face. Like, what are you? What are you guys talking about? Like, that's what he's doing. Motion capture for all movies, done by us. Everybody who makes a movie now has to pay me. That's that's positioning. That's exactly what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing. All right, uh, here we are. Okay, so apparently there's there's. OLED, what the hell is this? Accept the cookies. Okay, OLED display firm mentions Twitch Pro during its quarter one investors call. Okay, so during the call, they announced an OLED switch. Okay, now we've talked about this in the past as far as they could be coming out with a a, a Switch Pro. Okay, now Switch has been dominating the market as far as the mobile mobile goes. (laughs) Do you think this is, do you think they come out with a... A pro this year? Sorry. Or do you think I'm they sorry. come out with the following? Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so you they you, they want to come out. They want to come out with the new Switch this year. But listen, guys, the chip shortage is real. This is not made up for specific areas. It's the entire tech industry. We talked about it last, last show. Automobiles now have a shit ton of chips in them now. It's not mechanical. It's all computer now. All the Teslas, all the new cars coming out. And if you think that Uncle Nintendo is going to find some one Chinese company to go, hey, we need some chips for our new Switch Pro. What do you think? And they're like, I don't know, man. I got this back order from from the whole country of America who's looking for, like, cars. They need cars. We're trying to make switches over here. Like, I don't think it's going to happen. I think we're going to be bogged down here for a little while. If Switch Pro comes out at all, it's going to be, if worse, maybe even more worse, that the PS5, Xbox, X Series X debacle of trying to find one, because I don't think they have the chips. I really don't. Yeah, they're they're, they're having massive problems. But, I don't think I don't think the pro. I, I, I sure, think the pro listen, wanted to come out this year, but it's not coming out. The this Switch year. Pro better have no drift controllers and a badass processor. And at that I, point, I, I don't I'll think see you in I don't think I think the base would be the higher end thing. I don't think it would be the actual Switch itself. Here, guys, here here to make you laugh. I, I saw one lady with a bunch of uh, with one bag of gas, but here's here's a whole are trunk. Say, are you guys serious about here's, this gas? Here's thing? a she trunk. Put gas in a bag in her trunk. Yeah, yeah. No, Sarge, this is real. This is this is real. Yeah, this is this is 15 bags of gas. Are we are we in, fucking serious in this person's right now? trunk? And this this is real. This is not fake. This is real. Those people are what you call retarded. Okay, retarded. There's no word for you. There's no word no, for there you. Is. However, na- natural natural selection will get them. I mean, even natural, some natural, even someone listen, that's listen, retarded. Natural selection, natural selection will get them. Don't worry, everybody. Don't worry. Even someone that's retarded is looking at that, going, "Oh God, 
That's that's retarded. Okay. Yeah. It looks like a bunch of it's, it looks like a bunch safe. of urine. It's not safe. It's not safe. It's not safe. It's stupid in every way, shape, or form. Anyway, let's move on. All right. So this this study shows right that more than seventy percent of Americans have developed a video game habit in quarantine. Survey finds. Okay. So in Michigan, they they did a they did a poll. On behalf of World of Warships by Wargaming asked 2,000 Americans how they have been coping with the quarantine, and they found that 71% of the people that have developed a video game habit during quarantine. Okay. Uh, experts say that the pros and cons... Can you define of- habit? <laughs> I mean, something that you do every day, I would, I would assume, right? Okay. Right. Hobby like video gaming. Uh, they're likely simulating. And for some people, they're ever cha- challenging mentally. And the main case is a fantasy. And they have been able to withdraw from everyday world stress that they're dealing with. OK, um, the health service, Undisfied Clinics of West Michigan University, said that the hobby can become unhealthy when it starts to interfere with others areas of personal life. Sometimes people are using these activities to mask over the types of mental health concerns. He said depression or something along those lines that we're avoiding withdrawal from the, these activities. And that certainly is a concern. So. Do you think do you think that's a concern? I mean, they only did 2000 people and 70 percent of those people picked up a habit in Michigan. Do you think that's a bigger scale of a, of, of a wide thing that, that during this, this, uh, sickness that's happened? All right. So I wholeheartedly believe without, without the, without, without the pandemic, more people are playing video games because it's a cheaper version of entertainment period. Uh, I think it's ingrained into childhood now. And I think that most people are carrying it with them longer then I guess doctors and people and, and professionals would say is healthy, right? Uh, the number of hours that I know I have spent playing video games, I could probably have a master's degree in multiple multiple subjects. I get that. Right. I'm an underachiever, though. I can admit it. But we're talking about a generational gap now where from the time that you're three or four, you have a touch screen in your hand. So by the time you get to 16, you are well involved in gaming and electronics, period. And so gaming just comes naturally because you're on an electronic device. That's what's there, right? Besides the porn. Besides, let's be honest, besides the porn. So to say that there's more of a quote-unquote sickness now, I don't think it's more of a sickness. I think that people do what they want to do to cope under duress and bad situations. Right. And so being stuck in your house for a year, I mean, Florida hasn't had it as bad as other places of the country. I know you guys have had. I mean, you can only masturbate so many times a day. That's right. You know, three or four tops after that, Uh, you need to, you need to invest in lotion. So what ends up happening is more people end up playing games. It's cheaper. And, and, and you are just trying to make it through the day. So what happens now when, you have to go back to work. You have to do this. You have to work X number of hours to have a job in order to sustain yourself in life. What's going to end up happening is you're going to have the group of people that are ready to go back to society. Maybe they'll play games still on the side on their mobile. But as far as a mainstream group of people who still play video games, that number only goes up. The base the base group of people that play video games goes up every year. Right. Right. It just it, that's where we are. A lot of people drop off later. 
but some people just carry it with them. I, 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 I'm a prime example. I've been gaming my I'm entire a, life. I, I am an old man in gaming. Right. Do I still play video games? Yes. Do I still enjoy video games? Yes. Right. Do I do other things? I do. I go outside, ride bike. I'm out. I'm outside, but I like video games. I like my quiet time. But I'm a rarity in my age bracket. There are people in my age bracket who play video games, but if you took my entire age bracket as a whole, not a lot of people play video games. Right. However, if that, I that's scale going up, back, though. that's going up. If I scale back 10 years, 15 years, that group of people is playing video games and like they don't give a shit about being married, having a full-time job, or whatever else. They just work into work. And I play video games, and I have girlfriend, and I play video games, and I have a girl. That's it. That's more, that's more unheard of. Remember, remember when we were kids? If you knew a girl that played video games, you were literally dating a unicorn, right? If you knew a girl sure. and you dated her, and she played video games, that was like, oh my god, stop! You're lying. There's no such thing as a girl playing video games. Now, obviously, there's girls that play video games all the time, and the population is like a 48 to 52 percent of girls that play video games. It's a completely different, you know, realm now. Look, for someone to say that someone's addicted to video games is like a young person saying that old people are addicted to the news. Okay? I have... Look, you can say whatever you want. You have to tell me that the guy played video games so much that he... Well, a couple of these people already did. They played World of Warcraft too much that they died because they didn't eat. That one I got. But if you play too many video games and you don't pay bills and you get kicked out of your house, that's when you have a problem. Right. When you're right. That's that's a, that's an addiction. Right. If you're if you're not paying your bills, you're not doing your stuff, then that is an addiction. But right. But but let's not forget that happened almost 15 years ago. The, the World of Warcraft people. Oh. Who? Yeah. Who? One guy died. He died playing World of Warcraft. Multiple people I, died I have no idea how long that. he played. He said they were playing World of Warcraft for like eight days straight or nine days straight. Yeah. Didn't sleep. Didn't do anything, and he died. Like his body just said, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at Thor. He says, "Girl, play video games." Wait, are are, are they in hot tubs? Are the only ones worth watching? Mm. Uh, Thor, Thor. Uh, matter of fact, they are. A matter of fact, there's a couple girls right now playing chess in a hot tub. You can look those up. Of course, you could be addicted to anything. Of course, right? Someone that works out too much, they're addicted to working out. They want their body to look good. People that eat, they're they're eating too much, right? People that work too much, they're out. They're workaholics. They're Right, I'm a gameaholic, right? But if you do anything or any, you know, anything that you do, if you do in moderation, to say that games is bad for you is just like saying working out's bad for you, or eating too much is bad for you, or sleeping too much is bad for you, right? Well, at least when I'm up, my brain's active, or I could be sleeping all day and doing absolutely nothing, right? So it's, it, it, it is what it is for who who it works for, right? If you're depressed and you like to go drink yourself, I'm not saying go do it. But there's people that do that. Some people smoke, some people drink, some people sleep, some people read books, some people play video games, some people jerk off. That's what they do, right? So I don't know. I don't really see it as a big as, as, as a big problem. Um, I think it's always taken out of out of context when they when they talk about stuff. Uh, next story I want to talk about respawn entertainment, right? Titanfall three has basically been given the go ahead, right? Respawn basically is knocking it out of the park no matter what they do. Okay, they came out with Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, they've, they've come out with um, Apex, right? They can do what they want. Here's my question to you, Sarge. If and when Titanfall 3 comes out, will EA finally give Respawn the respect it deserves for Titanfall? 
because when Titanfall 1 came out, it got sandwiched between Battlefield and Call of Duty, right? Because they used it as a chip to take more people away from Call of Duty. When Titanfall 2 came out, they did the exact same fucking thing. They put it between Battlefield and between Call of Duty, and it just got eaten up. It's one of the better games out there, okay? The PvP was phenomenal, okay? The story was fantastic. Do you believe that EA will finally give Respawn their own window to not be sandwiched between two other first-person first-person shooter games of Battlefield and Call of Duty? Here's here's the logistics is really simple. If they can wait until a, a slower time in the fiscal year to release Titanfall, they should. But if they need games and revenue on the books before the end of the fiscal year, they will jam it in between again. They don't care. They don't care. Let's be honest. They've done it twice. What makes you think that now is decided? I would think you would want a game in a slow time where everybody else has got nothing else going on, and you release a cool-ass game, first-person shooter, and everyone wants to play it because they all have time. It's in between major releases. Why do they keep stuffing their game in between two or three other major releases? Well, they're trying to take... They're trying to take... Look, because they, they, they look at it as... <laughs> The, the gamer only buys three games a year. And because Call of Duty and Battlefield come out late in the year, they're like, they have 60 more dollars. What are they going to spend it on? Right. And they come out with Battlefield and they come out with Titanfall because they want to try to steal it from away from Call of Duty. But that's just not how it works. Right. That's not how it works. They're going to go, oh, I'm going to take Battlefield and I'm going to take Call of Duty or they're going to take Call of Duty in some other game. Titanfall to me, maybe now because people know and it, it, it built up this reputation over the years that maybe Titanfall will have a better chance this time around. Um, I, I hope it does. I hope they do give it its own window and don't crunch it between two massive AAA games. See, I think... I think Titanfall can upgrade itself and instead of being this really super fast-paced game when you jump into a mech, I think they can slow it down a little bit, make the maps bigger, and almost make it like a battlefield with different types of mechs that you can call down, right? Instead of the vehicles being vehicles like planes and jets and whatnot, it's a specific type of mechs you can get into to take over the battlefield and control points. I think that would be the natural progression of Titanfall. It would be almost like a battlefield, except with mechs. Classic. Do you have Do you have uh, an article I can look at that says that they that respawn did it? Because I've been told that EA uh, did it to them. If you have an article, put it in our Discord, please. I would love to. I would love to read that so I can get the the information correct. Yeah, but they're. All, I think they, Gator. You know what? You know as well as I do now, man. If 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 the books are weak, they got to release something before the end of the year. They have to. Right now, the fiscal year I think goes until the end of February or March. I can't remember um, which it is. It's December. The, the fiscal, fiscal year. It, it, no, it's not the actual year. The fiscal year is different than the actual year. Oh no, so the you'll fiscal year. The fiscal year goes to March. To March. Yeah. It's, March. Yeah. Right. So that's why you always say like if they're if they're barely gonna make it, they'll push it out like in February or March for the end for the end of the fiscal year. I I just hope that Titanfall gets the 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 the, the limelight it deserves because the well, first two got here's, got overshadowed. Here's my prediction. Here's my prediction. I think is it December first, Gator? It is December first, the fiscal year. I think that Titanfall will be the top game this year. Only well, it's not because... coming out this year. It's not. It's not coming out this year. You sure? I. I it, it doesn't because say. It doesn't say. It just says it's got because... to go ahead. Yeah, it, yeah. It doesn't say anything about coming out this year. Well, 
because I don't know if Call of Duty is going to make it this year, and I'm not sure Battlefield is going to make it this year on time either. Like, I, both these games are, like, all hands on deck, and they're still trying to pump it out, and they both don't know if they're going to make it out this year. Yeah, no, it doesn't say anything in the article about coming out this year. It just says that they have to go ahead. Um, so I don't know if they've already been working on it for a couple you know, months. Maybe they have. I don't know. Well, what I will pretend, I will pretend in my own little world that Titanfall 3 is just like Jedi Fallen Order. It's there waiting. Nobody talks about it. And, it and when something out. goes wrong, it just pops out of nowhere. That's what I that's what I believe that Titanfall 3 is. Yeah. I think I think Titanfall if it comes out, they they should put it out next year. Um it would have a better window and I think they should keep it away from from uh like a call of duty or battlefield i just keep it keep it by itself man put it put it in a different put it over I, the summer i want i want to see e3 drop it the same something. time they did apex drop it in the february i want like to see, see e3 something somebody show me some trailer for battlefield and call of duty i want to see this stuff now like i'm ready i'm ready to see what the marketing team has to show me i want to see it oh hold on one second i gotta give someone something here um yeah I, I don't I, think I, I played i played it after the fact and i i really liked it um so i hope the um the titanfall gets its its, its moment all right give me one second i gotta send this to well i don't mean just the game trailer heather i'm talking about you got to sell it to me don't just show me a trailer like you're gonna show me the game and like this is what it does. These are the weapons. These are the vehicles. This is what you can do. And they show you. Like, I want that again. Show me what your game can do. That's what I'm talking about when I see trailer. Not just a little pretty thing that shows, yeah, it looks amazing, but you don't tell me what the game does or, at all. That uh, wasn't yeah. When was this? This was in February. This is something that got buried in the recent Titanfall BR stuff, uh, but it's common knowledge that Titanfall 2's release date was... Uh, sandwiched between much larger games and it was common knowledge but it's heard vague rumblings before that it respawns leadership i choose to launch it where it was that it did as per twitter exchange how did somebody uh a rebuttal backing this up so coming from a person this wasn't an ea's doing respawn picked up the launch date of titanfall 2 and install and and inst instant on it okay where are you getting this from i've looked around in sources but this i haven't found anything jason schreier i don't know what his source is, but I've heard the same thing from a higher up at Respawn. All right, so it's not an official thing, but I'll take that. I'll, I'll take it as is. It's it's hearsay. It was before, and now this is also hearsay. I mean, Jason Schreier is pretty reputable, and him saying that he had a source, but it's not it's not official, but he's, he heard the same thing as a higher up at Respawn. I'll take it. I appreciate that. Thank, thanks for giving us uh, that, that info. Because, like I said, I was I heard from years ago that they they sandwiched it between. So th thank you very much for uh, for sharing that. So there you go. So maybe they want to do it again. Then maybe they'll maybe they'll sandwich between. Because again, EA's mentality is if they can do the one two combo of Battlefield Titanfall to try to take away from Call of Duty. But here's the thing: if Call of Duty is a free to play battle royale, it doesn't really fucking matter if you're sandwiching it between it because no one's paying anything to get it anyway. So you're not stealing money away from them. You're just, they're going to buy the microtransactions regardless. Um, all right, let me just go back to, oh, what does it? We got 10 minutes left. 
Um, we got a bunch of other ones. Uh, talk about a uh, lots of reboots coming. Sega's uh, considering Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio reboots, and working on a super game. Uh, so there's lots of more, re- uh, lots and lots of more uh, remakes, remakes in the pipeline, right? So examples of the active IPs is Fantasy Star, Sonic, Total War, Football Manager, uh, Persona. Those are games. Now examples of past IP groups holds a larger number of global recognized IPs, which is Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio, Space Channel 5, Res, Panzer Dragon, Virtual Fighter, House of the Dead, Streets of Rage, Soul Hackers. So they're, they're, they're thinking about remaking these, significant additions to the new features while maintaining gameplay of the original game. So there's a lot of these games that they want, and you talked about it, Sarge. You said that this is going to be the year of remakes. Obviously, these are probably not all coming out this year. But you said that this year is the start of all the remakes that are coming out. We already have a ton, a ton, ton of remakes coming out. I mean, well, I'm gonna Mass do, I'm Effect gonna do a launch, launches tomorrow or today or whatever, right? Mass Effect uh, 1 I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to keep track as many as I can that I actually released for this year. I'll get a number by, by the end of the year. But I, I'm pretty sure it's gonna, it's gonna, this year's gonna be really high, high number for remakes. Because they got, they got nothing to go on. Right. They have to release. They, they have to get something out the door. And they just didn't have the time because of the coup. Even Streets of Rage isn't good. I used to love Streets of Rage though in the arcade back back in the day. Um, Gina Carano, right? So th- this this is sources that are talking about this that we can't confirm that are official. But Lucasfilm pushes for an enemy nomination for former Mandalorian star Gina Carano, despite publicly firing her earlier this year. Now, despite being fired Disney Plus series earlier this year, Lucasfilm and Disney have promoting Carano for the Best Supporting Actress in her role in The Mandalorian Season 2 and its Emmy Awards campaign. A, for your consideration, poster release on Lucasfilm listed every actor who played a significant part of The Mandalorian's second season, which includes Carano for her standout role as Cara Dune. Now... Also included in the Lucasfilm FYC campaign, Pedro Pasquale for Best Leading Actor, and both Gina Carano Esposito and, and Giancarlo Esposito uh, for Best Supporting Actor. At the time of writing, Carano uh, has not commit, uh, commented on her promotion for Best Supporting Actress. The Mandalorian earned a total of 15 Emmy nominations and seven wins after the release of this first season, including a nomination for Outstanding Drama Series nominations in 2021 will be announced on July 13th. Now, the rumor is that John Favreau is the person that put her name in there. All right. And then the other rumor on top of that is that he did it on purpose to rattle. Cause in this background, people think there's like a, um, a civil war going on within Lucasfilm. Okay. Now I've said because of what they've done to Gina Carano, not, not specifically because of Gina Carano, Gina Carano was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. As far as I don't, I'm not watching Bad Batch. I'm not watching any other Star Wars stuff. I'm not supporting uh, Lucasfilm section of Disney because of what they did to Gina Carano and what they are hypocrites, right? They're hypocrites, and I hate hypocrites, and I'm a hypocrite today because of Marvel Avengers thing, okay? But the hypocrite that they've done as far as firing one person but not firing the other person for basically doing the same thing, and it's their opinion. They should be able to say their opinion without getting fired, but... They're saying that John Favreau put her up for this. And there's also another thing that's saying that she was on the set of the book of Boba Fett, meaning if she's on set, meaning they're, that they're probably in talks of bringing her back. Now, I think this would be great if she came back. If she came back and Disney not only brought her back, but then apologized for doing what they did, I would be okay. And I'd be like, 
great. I'll watch your shows again because of what you did. You, you were a bigger person. You stood up and said, I'm sorry what I did to her. You gave her her job back, and I'd be okay with that. But I don't think she's coming back. Do you think she's coming back, Sarge? And do you think that Jon Favreau 100% did this? Or do you think it's just Disney itself putting her up? Because, look, the more nominations you get, the better it looks, and more people will get subscriptions to watch the show, right? All right, so I've been watching a lot of um, Doomcock. And so what's happening right now in the um, Lucasfilm Civil War, allegedly, because it's still all rumor, is that Kennedy is basically drawing dead. Okay? She's not in charge of anything. She's not doing anything. The only thing that she's got on the books that she's going to be doing is going to be producing the new uh, Indiana Jones movie. That's it. Mm. Okay? Now, that being said, I think... Oh, uh, oh, and in addition to that, when she leaves, and she is leaving, right, they're going to give her all these kind of awards and send her on her way, like all this praise and how what a good job KK did and blah, 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 and they're going to blow smoke up her ass, and then she's going to step down. That's supposed to happen either in a year or 18 months. I can't remember exactly what they said the time frame they was. They said this year, November. But when when she walks out the door, I think Gina's coming back to work on a Star Wars thing. I, 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 Favreau, Favreau wants her. He already wrote the damn yeah, he, he, show. Well, not even wrote the show. He wrote her for that yes. character before. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, of course, the the my personal cherry on the cake would be for KK to put her tail between her legs and welcome her back publicly. That's that's what would do it for me. Well, right. If because if her, she does her, that, that would save face for her to move on to a different position. You know what I mean? Listen, no matter no matter how much everybody hates KK, okay, she's gonna walk away with a big, big plush parachute and walk away like nothing ever happened. Right. right? That's how that's how corporate shit works. You can be the biggest piece of shit on the planet, they're gonna give you a war and you're gonna walk away into another position that gives you just as much money. Right? That's what happens. Right. Yeah. What do you guys think, chat? Do you think uh that that she's gonna come back and work on Star Wars? And you guys, I know Wolverine said that there's no way you're getting an apology. But what do the rest of you think? Do you think they'll they'll ever, if it's if it's her or if it's Disney itself, make an apology? As long as she's gone, that's all that matters, right? For for KK, yeah. These are fantasies, my guys. I mean, well, I'm just I didn't say they were true. I said they're just reports. I just what does he think are fantasies that she's that she's leaving, or that or that or know. that uh, Carano's coming back? Could be both. Could be both. Yeah. I think I think if Disney's smart, they would they would back Favreau and and the future of Star Wars that way, and not back Kathleen. But that's their decision to make. Oh, right? so just before we before we close up, I wanted to mention did did we ever talk about how there was a book written during the Thrawn era back in the late nineties? Yeah, it was a fictional book. Okay. It wasn't. It's not canon. Yeah. Right. And somebody published the book himself. At cost. At cost. Yeah. At cost. Yeah. No profit. It, 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 it sold it. Yeah. Sold it. A bunch of people bought it. It made and a top fifty people, book list. Right. It made number thirty-seven in the top fifty book lists. Right. They for made Amazon. number three. It made number three for fantasy, but made number thirty-seven overall in the books. Overall. Overall. And it beat out all the High Republic shit that KK and her group of people had made. Disney yeah. cracked down on it, yeah. cut off the sales, 
And now that book can only be sold by other people who have bought it, and it's selling for hundreds of dollars. Yeah, you, and you could also read the hundreds. you could read the free book online. Uh, it's a digital book, and you can read it. You don't, have to, you don't have to buy it, but if you wanted a physical copy, yeah, a fan a fan published novel from thirty years ago beats High Republic, the new made stuff. by current yep, the new current stuff. staff right now, with no problem. Yeah. And you want to know where the Star Wars fans are? I wonder. I wonder where they are. Well, speaking of Star Wars, uh, this one says, Hear about five big Star Wars games reportedly in development. Okay? So there's a Star Wars Mandalorian. That would make sense. Okay? Mandalorian Star Wars. There's a Jedi Fallen Order 2, obviously. Okay? Now, um, Star Wars The Knights of the Old Republic remake, which we've heard about. The Star Wars The High Republic video game is supposed to come out. And Star Wars Battlefront 3 is rumored to be being made right now as well. Um, so out of these games, Sarge, do you think, let's go one by one. Star Wars Mandalorian. We don't know who's making it or not. Do you think this is real or false? Do you think a Mandalorian game is coming out? Yes. Yes, I do too. Okay. Do you think, obviously, Jedi Fallen Order 2 is coming out? That's automatic. Yeah, that's automatic. Knights of the Old Republic remake. That's also an automatic. Okay. What a matter about of fact, don't you find it a little strange, though, that when the when the licensing was finally ran out for EA, all of a sudden all these games come flying off the shelves? Yeah. What about... Or do you think it's one of these coincidental perfect storms that all these games were being worked on and they just happened to come out at the same time? What about Star Wars The High Republic game? You know what? If it does come out, I really don't think it's going to sell well. I'll be honest with you. And then, Star Wars, and then Star Wars Battlefront 3. You know what? I think that's going to be wait. They're going to wait on that one. They're probably going to wait until all the systems are out. Hmm. Well, I said and it, next it would year. To, it would have to be, and it would have to be the greatest apology ever. Well, Battlefront 2 right now is probably one of the best and fun games you'll play. It's probably one of the best Star Wars games out there right now. But they don't support it anymore. I would love Star Wars Battlefront 3 to be real and come out next year. That would be a game I would, I would look forward to. And to be honest, The Mandalorian, I, I would love if Mandalorian came out and it was like a Tomb Raider type of game. Not like a puzzle game, but what I'm saying, like a story-driven, single-player game. Oh, Mandalorian would be... Would, listen, Mandalorian is exactly Hitman, just done in the Star Wars universe. Oh, that's actually not bad. Yeah. That's all it is. And a matter of fact, it can't. It, it, depending on how they feel, it might be Boba Fett and not The Mandalorian. He's still a depending, Mandalorian. Depending, yeah. or, or he, even better, it's the Mandalorian, and if you win the game under a certain amount of time or you win the game, you get the you get the Boba Fett skin and you can be Boba Fett instead of being the Mandalorian. It's going to be one of those things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think, I think all of these games are, are real, and I think they're all coming out. Yeah, they have to, because yeah. Yeah. they have to make as much money as they can before they lose the license. I mean, two of these games, that we, three of these games are EA. Right, if Jedi Fallen Order Two is coming out, we know it's coming out. Star Wars: Knights of the Republic, it's coming out. Okay, and Battlefront Three is coming out. Three of the five games we know EA is making, and they and they're going to get them out before twenty twenty three. Right, I would assume that all three of these. Now I don't know who's making the Mandalorian. It doesn't say anywhere who's making it. They say it's an early stage of development, and it may be an Xbox exclusive. Okay, that's the only thing we have, according to the industry. 
Nick Baker, a Star Wars The Mandalorian game is in early stages of development, and it may be an Xbox exclusive. So there you go. So that might Listen. be the game. That might be Bethesda's game, because Bethesda's making a Star Wars game. They might be making The Mandalorian. So there you go. Because if it's yeah, an Xbox see, exclusive, see... that, might be the, that might be the game that Bethesda's making. Yeah, I see how I see the Mandalorian game almost kind of being, I see it almost being like a game where it's RPG-ish, like Mass Effect, but it's got the Hitman mechanics where you're going after specific guys and there's different ways you can take them out because you're a bounty hunter. Right. Right, and I also think it'd be a badass if, if it wasn't, if it wasn't Mandalorian and it was Boba Fett and like one of the bosses be like a Jedi, you got to kill like a Jedi and you're a bounty hunter. I think that would be a badass bat. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm always excited. Look, and I would hate if they if 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 none of this pans out because if uh, if I'm boycotting Lucasfilm, I'm not gonna play any of these games. I don't care how excited I am for Battlefield Three. It, it feels sad because my childhood is is uh, in in no man's land right now. It's a right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So that's it. That's the show today. Uh, episode 263 is in the can. We do appreciate you all for coming out and watching. If you haven't hit that like button yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. You've sat here for this long. You might as well hit that like button. Leave a comment section down below. We do appreciate everyone coming out and watching and listening to the show. We do this live every single Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash 30 and still gaming. You can watch the past broadcast here over on YouTube. And you can also listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. We're three episodes behind on the audio formats. But you can go past and listen to our past broadcasts. Um, I'm going to try to find that, that episode from a month ago. Or two months ago. Was it March? March 11th? March March 11th. March 11th. I'll go back to March 11th and listen to my rant about that and see what I said uh, for that. Um, other than that, I do appreciate it. We're, don't, don't go anywhere. This, this stream's ending, but it's going to go right into the next one uh, on my channel. Uh, I don't know what we're playing. We, we have Second Extinction what is what we were going to play, but I don't know if Sarge wants to play something else. Um, again, you can follow Sarge and Sarge McCluskey on Twitter. You can follow me on uh, on Twitter at 30 and Still Gaming. You can follow me also. I do a show Monday mornings on Monday through Thursday uh, on twitch.tv slash 30 and Still Gaming. That's 10 o'clock in the morning to 2 p.m. Eastern. I do YouTube channel from 8 p.m. to midnight, Monday through Thursday. Uh, we did a show on Repeat Theater, the Repeat Theater channel. If you're over from over there and you're coming over here to watch, we are not going to be doing any kind of show on Repeat Theater, but we are doing the show still. So me and Wolverine will be covering Loki coming up on this channel, 30 and Still Gaming. We don't know what day yet because they've, they've moved Loki. They've moved Loki to Wednesdays. Um, so we might do it after this show, so I might do this show, and then right after this show, I might go into the Loki show. Um, or we might do it uh, on Wednesday night, which is going to be hard because I play ESO on Wednesday night. So it's going to be in involved uh, with that. So we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Um, but I do appreciate everyone coming out. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you leave a comment section down below. And if you'd like to be a go above and beyond that, you can become a member. Uh, you can join our Discord. Our Discord is absolutely free for everybody in the general chat, submitting news stories, putting your gamer tags so other people can play with you. Uh, but if you'd like to join and become a, a member uh, and to get all access to all Discord, uh, become a member here on YouTube or become a member over on, on, uh, on Twitch. Other than that, I appreciate it very much, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks for hanging out. Take care, guys.
They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.